Welcome back to the Cookie Show. Radio. Apologize for that pause, but we have with us our good friends back with us. We had a little glitch in the system, but we have with us um, our good friend Audley Watson and, of course, Mr. Dennis. Dennis Heat. Welcome back. Thank you. I'm happy to see the issues uh, fixed. Yes, and now we're looking forward to a good show this afternoon. Yes, indeed. We do have Audley's online. Yeah. Audley, good afternoon to you. Hey, good evening to you, Leon. Good evening mm-hmm. to um, Dennis and all my, the rest of my fellow panelists. And, um, mm-hmm. of course, for our listeners throughout the world, good morning, good afternoon, good evening to you, and welcome once again to the Cricket Show. Yeah, yes. happy the glitch yes. has been fixed and we can go forward. Yes, indeed. Yes, we are happy that it has been fixed. And incidentally, we just uh, had a short show set instead of the full length of the show and for 15, 15 minutes instead of our usual three hours. But just to repeat, I have given the outline. I don't know if that is worth repeating, but um, we're hoping to hear from Dr. Shallow at 7 p.m. this evening. And of course, we want to announce also that the, this evening we will have the Walter Henry birthday and anniversary hour at 6.30 so be with us as we go through. Um, oddly, I don't know if you heard anything, anything to report for, for us uh, in any way, or you heard the outline while we were on. I don't know. No, no, I no. I actually, I just came on, and when I heard you made the announcement, so I, mm-hmm. I just yeah. Just yes, indeed. So I had to just uh, make some adjustment and have another one set up, but this time um, it's okay. It's okay. So we'll go a little bit over time, but nevertheless. But we start off this evening with the Wisdom Cricketers of the Year. We talked about the the, the India pre, India the BCCI awarding contract to some number of players. The India Premier League. We we knew about that. We talked about that wonderful match. And talk about the West Indies tour of South Africa is probably may not come on, but we're going to hear from Dr. Shaw later on, so he may be able to bring us up to date with that. Talk about some tours by New Zealand going into England. And Coley, he has been reprimanded for code of conduct breach. And we, we gave the the forms of those uh, the county championship and the standings and we talked also about all players who have made some what they did this week we talked about Alzari Joseph playing for Worcestershire he got two four hundred and eight in one the first innings and in second innings one for hundred and for 35, 1 for 35 and 2 for 108, and he also made 46. But in Kent, Miguel Commons represented, well, a Caribbean rep- representative in the league. He made 13 and 12. He got 1 for 92 and none for 40. Bradford, he's playing for Gloucester. He made 18 and 36. Well, those are 
the gist of what we talked about. So why don't we just go right and pick. Dennis is on as well. Dennis, why don't you something that might have... Well, thank, thank you, um, Leon. Before we get into the nitty-gritty of our discussions today, I just wanted to um, remind our listeners that, you know, while we are occupied here in the States with the COVID pandemic, we should remember that in St. Vincent there are still a lot of heartaches and headaches caused by the mm-hmm. volcano eruption. Mm-hmm. Let, let us not let us not forget that 16,000 people have had to be relocated for safety. The country's economy will be badly affected. So, if we are in a position to help, then I'm positive that all assistance in whatever form would be gratefully accepted. So I just thought I'd uh, remind our listeners and, of course, ourselves that there is this problem going on down there with our fellow Caribbean country, mm-hmm. St. Vincent. So hopefully we will remember to do what we can. So yes, that, and it's, it's fitting that we, we should have Dr. Shallow. He's a fellow Vincentian, and uh, he'll be bringing us up to date. He, we can talk to him about anything cricket-wise course and the volcano so we will and find out how whereby we can um, contribute if any of us on the show would like to contribution to the cause of rebuilding and helping our fellow citizens over there in St. Vincent and the Grenadines so again we apologize for that break we had a short show set up instead of our usual three hours so we were getting that we had to fix it and fix it in in yeah, less than normal time. So, as you were saying, what what do you want to talk about before we get into the nitty gritty of things? Well, Dennis, if we can uh, if we can look at the IPL, I know you've given the scores already, but looking at the players, we're mainly watching because they're West Indians, and you know, obviously, we, we have a keen interest in how well they perform out there. So I, I note that Chris Gale has had a, a decent uh, innings, at least once anyway, uh, but Puran is doing rather well, feebly right now. So lukewarm. No, yeah, lukewarm is being very generous. Um, <laughs> but uh, Pollard, of course, is uh, he's not tearing down any trees, as they say, but he's contributing especially uh, in the last match where he had a 35 not out, though, you know, no wickets for 10 runs. But, yeah, poor and... He was player of the match, by the way. Yeah, yeah, he... Oh, poor... Yeah. Yeah, Paul was player of the match of the last match. He made 30-something 30, 30 yeah. in, in a brisk time, and that enabled his team yeah. to score 150-odd runs. So... 35, well, 35 not out. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and of course, while we're talking about Pollard, I mean, I remember um, you just mentioned, Leon, the Wisden accolades, and we've got Nicholas Poran, sorry, my apologies, we've got Kieran Pollard being voted leading T20 cricketer in the world. Batting average was 53.5, and of course, the king of sixes with 59 in the year, of course, because this accolade is based on the last year performance, and he's had 59 sixes 
in in the rate which is a rate of one six every five point five balls, literally a six every over he's faced is literally over. a mm-hmm. you know hit a six, you know so he's he, he done very well. And segueing on to um, others, of course, we should remember that Wisden also looked at the greatest players for each decade in the last fifty years of one day, and our own Sir Viv Richards was voted the greatest player in the decades of the 1970s. We had Kapil Dev in the 1980s, uh, Tendulkar in the 90s, and Muralitharan, which you, whom you just mentioned to us with an unfortunate uh, illness. He mm-hmm. was a player on the 2000, and Virat Kohli back at the player in uh, the 2010 series. And, uh, of course, we shouldn't forget uh, um, Ben Stokes, as you mentioned earlier, but going back to him, because this is a good segue, with his 58.27 batting average over the last two years. But, of course, you've heard of his uh, accident. He's broken his fingers, or at least a finger. And now he's had surgery, and he will be ruled out of the remainder of the IPL for the 2021 and there's a worry that he may not recover to play for England in the upcoming series versus New Zealand starting in June. So, again, it'll be a terrible loss for uh, cricket, and uh, we hope that uh, Ben can uh, you know, get this uh, repair done because he's going to undergo surgery and get back into the game as soon as possible. But I'll let uh, others take a now. Yeah, well, Audley has um, to give the inside edge. So, why don't you do that, Audley? Okay. Oh, sorry, forget okay. okay, sorry. Are you hearing me? Yes, we're hearing you. Yes. yes. Okay, because my hand just touched something there, and I heard. I'm wondering if, if I was off. Okay, so the IPL is in the spotlight right now. Um, yep. So, that my inside edge has to do with the IPL today. The high score that has ever been made in a losing cause, in, the, in a losing cause, rather, in the IPL, was made in 2018 by Mr. Pant himself, who is now a captain of the side. Like Pant, he made 128 not out in a losing cause. And Raju Samson, earlier this year, 2021, he made 119. Andrew Simon, back in 2008, made 117. Um, Mr. Saha, Waterman Saha, he made 115, and uh, yeah, that's it, 2014. And finally, 2020, Chicago won, he made 106 not out. So the top five scores that have been made in a losing cause, 128, 119, 117, 115, and 106, all in a losing cause for the team. Right? That's got it, the inside edge. Yes, indeed. And... Um... We again sorry for that break in the show this morning. So we, this evening, so we had to. Well, it's time for us to go right over to the Mortar Henry birthday and anniversary. Oh, Audley, are you? In? Yeah, ready? I'm ready. I'm ready. I'm ready. Okay, let me give him a little bit of the happiness here. Hey, go in between. I just bring up. Okay, ladies and gentlemen, for the first time, uh, 
we'll be having the Walter Henry birthday anniversary hour. As you were told last week, it's going to be 6.30 going forward. So welcome to the Walter Henry birthday and anniversary hour. It's the time of the evening when we give a shout out to people in the Clifton fraternity. Yeah, as we can hear in the background, there's a little music here. Yeah. So uh, it's time when you can also, it's time when you can also call in and give your shout out. It's um, 515-605-9850. 515-605-9850. Welcome to the Walter Henry birthday and anniversary hour. All right, today, Malcolm Marshall, very special guy, Malcolm Marshall. It's his birthday. It's it's a it's a double one for, for for Malcolm Marshall because he he was born back in 1958 and he died on his birthday 2000. So it's the day he was born and it's the day that he died. Hmm, that's one hard one. Phil Simmons, President Western coach, he's also celebrating his birthday today. And Irvin Chillingford from out of Dominica. Uh, Miriam Butt and Takwis Kadir, female, two female cricketers from Pakistan. Wilf Barber and Doug Soul from England. George McShane from Australia. Erin Barrington, female cricketer from New Zealand. And we have from Lukash, Lukash Rahul um, from India, of course. And today is also the anniversary of Brian Lara scoring that 375 runs back in 1994 in Antigua. Of course, he did it against England. The 19th of April, we have the anniversary of a man that died. It's just a pity that his, uh, his theory did not die with him. Charles Darwin died 1882. His theory of evolution is still rampant in this world today. People not believing in Jesus Christ or the creation where God is concerned, but evolution. Oklahoma City bombings took place back in 1995. Timothy Bay and Terry Nichols, of course. Fidel Castro resigned after 45 years of um, leading Cuba back in 2011. Back to cricket. Uh, Oh, Maria Sharapova also celebrating her birthday today. Tennis that is. Sid Barnes, Jeff Hammond, Paul Rifle, Jason Gillespie, and Julia Stockton, all cricketers from Australia. Stephanie Powers from Trinidad and Tobago, and Cecil Lawson from Jamaica. Salim Aftab from Pakistan. Dickie Bird, umpire from England, along with John Small, Dickie Perga, Avril Sterling, and Scott Boswick, all from England. Bernard Lutz from the Netherlands. For the 20th of April, it's Julian Stephen Marley, one of the Marley clan, will be celebrating. Was born back in 1972. And our good friend from out of Antigua, Nito Baptiste from Good Morning Jojo. Nito and Jojo and, and Nito. So mm-hmm. Nito Baptiste will be celebrating on the 20th of April. Happy birthday when you come, brother. Graham Flowers, 
from England, Donald Townsend, Alan Oakman, and Carl, Carl Greenwich, who is the son of Gordon Greenwich, Gordon? of course. Yes, and Peter, Peter Tozzi, Paul Noble uh, from Australia. And we have Malik Barak from Pakistan. And of course, he was the oldest, oldest cricketer to made his debut. So he was 47 years old and 275 days. Yep. Okay, we have Curtis Temper from uh, Ireland. And Anjum Chopra, female cricketer out of India, will be celebrating also. For the 21st, John Goddard from Barbados. Shauna, the late John Goddard, of course. Shauna Kavanagh from Ireland. From England, Alan Watkins, Martin Hopton, and Wendy Williams. Shabab, Shabib Ahmed from Pakistan. Venkatarana from Venkataragavan or Venkatarama. From, oh, it's Venkataragavan. That's the right one. Venkataragavan um, from India, along with Rhoda Yadav, female cricketer. Gordon Drummond from Scotland. Naveed Chaudhary from Bangladesh. And um, we go to the 22nd. Shauna Stevens, a singer from out of Jamaica, will be celebrating her birthday. Ken Palmer, Jim Love, Jonathan Trott, Daniel White, female cricketer, all from, uh, from England. And George Alexander, Drew James, Joanne Dell from Australia. Sundaran Ravi. Indian cricket umpire Ashraf Ali Pakistan and we have Stephen Dunn from New Zealand for the 23rd William Solomon Claude Carter out of South Africa and we have Barry Shepherd from Australia John Diark and Luke Ranchik from New Zealand Mohammed Kwasi from Pakistan P.J. Cod, Pickney de France from the Netherlands, from the Namibia. And we have out of the United States and St. Croix, Hayden Walsh Jr. He will be celebrating the 23rd. Hayden Walsh Jr. will be celebrating his birthday. And uh, 2003, Brian Lara scored his maiden test century in Trinidad Tobago. After 19 innings, he scored 122 not out versus us. Australia. And finally, the 24th, we have Mr. Mackenzie's daughter will be celebrating a birthday. Also, Virgil's son, Michael, will be celebrating on the 24th. And uh, from England, Jack Hobbs, Jeff Humpage, Humpage and David Larter all will be celebrating. And the man himself, Sachin Tendulkar. Still the only man to play 200 test matches. I think it will be broken one day, but um, we'll have to wait a little while. Then Dukla, yeah, he is celebrating his. He will be celebrating Saturday, along with MSK Prasad and Ventakaraman. This is one, right? He will celebrate with Tendulkar. and we have um, Damian Fleming from New Zealand. Marty Patmore from Ireland, 
and Sekandarana Raza, Sekandarana Raza from Zimbabwe. And this is what I have for you here, Leon. So back to you for the time. Indeed. Thank you so much. And we have with us Mr. Jatin. Jatin, good evening to you. Good evening, everyone. Good evening. Good evening, we also have... yeah. I, I can add to, add to the list. I'm going to celebrate Sachin Tendulkar's birthday on April 24 because that is also my daughter's birthday. So I yes. enjoyed the Mr. on that day. And uh, yes, I don't spare the West Indies either. So when the Brian Lara celebrates his birthday on May 2, that's my son's birthday. Whoa, wow. you're two West Indians <laughs> yes. from India. <laughs> two, two legends I equally celebrate. <laughs> yeah. Okay, we also have with us Mr. Mackenzie. Good evening to you, Mr. Mackenzie. Good evening. Good I'm evening to you and to all our listeners and to all our contributors. Um, it's nice to be joining with you today. Continue, yeah. please. Okay, no, no, no birthdays? This is I don't birthday. have the oh, birthday, you know but I have, I have some nuggets here I could share. Yeah, why don't you do that then? Okay, that? first thing I wonder about the, I saw a headline today about the people in, 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 in St. Vincent, so I don't know what's the latest on them, but well, I well, do hope they're recovering oh, oh, from the volcano over there. You join late, and we are going to have the vice president board himself a Vincentian, and he'll probably bring us up to date. He said he'll welcome any information. Okay, okay. Let, so. let me continue then. Mm-hmm. Um, three-time World, Capti- World Cup winner, um, Delisa um, Kimi. Kim, um, she retired. She's an Australian lady. She retired. Then there's another Australian. She's just 18 years old and got a full contract from Cricket Australia. That is fantastic at 18 years old. Okay. Then Mr. Holder, the best former West Indies captain, he selects easy on the wisdom list. Yes, we, we I announced think we should congratulate him for that. That's a great achievement yes. to be on the, on, yes, on the wisdom list. Good. Then there's Mr. Tendulkar. He was in the hospital the other day. And he's back, going back home now, and we hope his recovery will be a permanent one. We have a, a Pakistani here playing in um, England in, um, for playing for Amsterdam, New Amsterdam, getting on the hat trick and six wickets for 11 runs in 13 deliveries. That's Mr. Abbas. Six for I'm eleven, you said. Repeat. Six uh, for eleven. Six for eleven. It, but mm. in thirteen deliveries in in, in, in counter cricket in Amsterdam. Mm. Oddly, so, you um, heard that. That was a great achievement, huh? No, it's that's not what you saw. His name is Mohammed yeah. Abbas, out of Pakistan. Yeah, playing. yeah, that's that's a test bowler, yeah. Well, yeah. well, in counter cricket over there. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, yeah. Then we then we go to um, Australia again. We have Mr. Alex Doolan. Doolan, yes. He's retiring from test cricket. He's hanging up his gloves. So we wish him best of luck in, in his retirement. And I hope he'll still continue 
to do something for cricket. Ben Stokes, we are sorry for him. He got injured and be out for cricket for a while. So that's Mr. Ben Stokes of England. And finally, we have um, Pakistan, who have demolished South Africa, South Africa in, the world, yeah. in the T20 matches. Four victories straight. And uh, I, I don't know how that could happen, but that's what Pakistan did to South Africa in South Africa. That's a very decisive victory you know, for you know, you know, you know, you know that some of the, the South Africans have gone to the IPL. Some of the full strength team. Some of the, the, um, some of the, the South leading players have uh, gone to, yeah. to the IPL to play. And okay, that has caused okay. some concern too. So that might be a factor, even though it's a worthwhile achievement, you know. When you're deprived of some of your senior players, it makes has a big, well, big impact on uh, your performance. Even with that, I don't think um, Park, um, South Africa is so bereft of players that they couldn't find good substitutes for them. I couldn't mm-hmm. believe that. You gotta give you gotta give Pakistan the the credit too. They have some really, definitely, really good players definitely, too. Definitely, definitely. Mm-hmm. So uh, Mr. McKenzie, Mr. McKenzie, Mr. McKenzie, what about your what about your daughter? Your your daughter My celebrating her birthday on Saturday. Your daughter celebrating a celebrating a birthday on Saturday. What happened? Oh you yeah, oh yeah, oh yeah. I I I I forget about her sometimes. Really? <laughs> <laughs> Never you believe that. Don't believe that. What what's her name? What's her name? I'm Andrea. Okay, Andrea. <laughs> Andrea Mackenzie Martin. She's my you she's my pride that? and joy. All right. Yes, indeed. I you well. My 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 grandson is having a birthday. His twenty second birthday. Ooh, oh, oh, on the twenty fifth. Oh, oh. On the twenty fifth. Coming soon. Coming soon. Very good, young man. Growing up, I just will hope and pray That's that he nice. when, when they are young and they are so good, you say a prayer for them. Amen. Great. Amen. Great. Anyone Great. else? Anyone else needs more prayer? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> if their body needs more prayer, man. Quickly before we join our guests, um, Audley, why don't you close what? it out and we can ask Mr. Patel to bring All us up to date with those contracts from out of India. And then we'll join. All right. So, so I have this. I have this one. Birth, one other birthday. Uh, my my mom, my Florida mom, is Beryl. Uh, Mrs. Beryl. I like Anderson. that. She I like that. My Florida yeah, mom. She lives, she lives in, yeah, I have my 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 biological mom lives in um, New York, Long Island. But I have a Florida mom, Mrs. Beryl Anderson. She'll be celebrating on the the twenty third. The 23rd of this month. So happy birthday to your mom. Of course, I'll talk to her before. So if there's no more birthday, I'll just go ahead and close out because we are moving on. So just want to give a shout out to our friends that are listening throughout the world and the Caribbean and other places. And um, just want to say first time for Walter Henry birthday anniversary hour at 630. So um, maybe some of you uh, may have not have learned of it before or maybe you just remember that it is so 
Remember next week, it's 6.30. We'll be having the Walter Henry birthday and anniversary hour. So this has been the Walter Henry birthday and well anniversary done. Well hour. Done, well done, well done. Join us next week when once again we present the Henry birthday and anniversary hour. Back to you, Leon. Amen. How about you, Jason? Why don't you bring us up to date with what's going on in India with those contracts that have been awarded and give us the equivalent of the, the crows in, in terms of um, U.S. currency. Can you do that? Well, not much because I'm in Chicago for the last three days. I had a big uh, coaching camp yesterday after uh, 14 long, long months uh, like a break because I discontinued last May, March for any face-to-face or field sessions, and this was my first session here in Chicago. We had a full house, 20-plus people show up. And uh, meantime, I'm like a little bit disturbed. I have not heard anything from India, and uh, I do not have any time to watch even IPL or even look at the scores for the last three days. So basically, I have no update on anything if it has happened in the last 72 hours. Well, well, well. About the IPL, one one commentator describes the batting of um, the Villas as one of the wonders of the world. Mm-hmm. He was brutal. He was brutal on everybody, including Russell. My goodness, he tore Russell apart. <laughs> I tell you, he was in his... He was in form, I tell you. And the shots were invented, and they were brutal and heavy. And over the bone. Man, you can. You can well, describe why don't, it. Why don't you give us a score, Leon? You want to give us a score? Or I don't, I don't have the score at my okay. hand right now, but I'm trying to fix something else here in the meantime. But just okay. thought I just mentioned that. Um, but that's uh, that's the right statement. If the commentator had made it, even uh, this is a big talk in a coaching world also, because uh-huh. uh, ABD we call it in a sort as a very good. Uh, skill set in terms of, we call it the balance. As we know, most of the powerful strokes with the control, in order to execute those strokes with control, you must have the good balance position. Where ABD is capable to get into that position very quickly and without wasting time. And top of that, he is so strong in every stroke he plays, and that's the beauty to watch. And I don't think anyone out there right now in current world who can play 360-degree shot like the ABD does. And uh, just if you recall, I think one time when West Indies was visiting South Africa, he <laughs> was on a rampage against the West Indian ballers <laughs> from yes. all over the side. And, it, and in and the World it, Cup. Four years <laughs> yep, in wow. the World Cup, too. So it's like uh, is that this is the most dangerous batsman you want to see on the pitch. But uh, looking at the records and the history, is uh, not performing on consistent basis of uh, that uh, we call it the disaster performances for the ballers. But whenever he is a singing song, I don't think anybody can stop it. And that's the beauty to watch out for it. And it looks like this is the IPL. He has to make some noise because uh, he and Virat Kohli are together for a long time. And uh, even though the Royal Challengers Bangalore don't have that much success to win any IPL. So this is the season 
I am expecting that uh, they will be the contender. Okay. Jatin, who, who, whom are you? Who, whom, whom you, you have picked for your the winner of this tournament this year? Oh goodness! I will go with the three choice. Mumbai Indian as the first choice. Yeah, me too. Second, yes. second, second will be the Chennai Super Kings, and the third will be Delhi. Hmm. Not RCB. RCB is tough. No, no, dear. No, no. The record Virat, Virat Kohli's captainship is not great. And over the years, if you look at it, he is playing for Bangalore since day one. And it doesn't matter how many miracles you do or the great performances you do. At the end of the day, when the playoff comes, this team has not shown any potential. And I don't expect either this year also. But we have to watch out for definitely Delhi because they have the good batting lineup at top plus they have the good ballers. Yes. And the same thing, the Super Chennai is uh, always dangerous as long as Dhoni is there and he's uh, leading as a captain and uh, standing behind the keeping. And don't forget, Chennai has a uh, Suresh Raina back who did not play last year. And uh, I mean, those are the front runners as far as the Mumbai and Chennai concerned because those are the two two teams has a more IPL uh, victory and uh, championship than any other team out there. And only the big uh, disappointment can be this year is if the Delhi does not make a uh, playoff, which I'm doubtful the way are performing so far, Delhi will be the another front runner. Hmm. But but Mr. But Mr. Patel also um yeah we know that um so far the um the coolest team has failed to win the win the, the, the tournament but then there could be a change you know uh, uh, well that's your opinion here and my opinion so so we are just we are, we are just giving an opinion here but you, don't you think that this year could be the year you without yes. totally writing them off and saying you know they, they failed to do it in the past but maybe it could happen this year. Just a question. Well, uh, the, as I said, in my opinion, based on the performances mm-hmm. in the past, I do not rank them in a playoff contention, okay? Okay. But on the other side, we have to consider the huge factor. This IPL is about two-month-long tournament. And any team who is winning championship, the final title, has to go through altogether about 17 or 18 games altogether. So that's a huge, and here is not about the few talented superstars who can perform. Don't forget, player performance can win the games, but to win the championship, you will need a team, and that is what that's I true. stand for. These are the other, uh, like Delhi, Chennai, and Mumbai has a great team. It doesn't matter who they replace in a roster, they are capable to deliver as a team where the Bangalore has just few guys who can turn around the game. That's all. We don't see the total strength as a team. And the top of that, as I said, in last three IPL, ABD and Kohli both playing together, but did not succeed. That time comes, and they are not able to maintain the winning momentum in IPL. And that is what their end season all the time. 
they are up big mm-hmm. they are good at it and uh, i hope they can make some uh, noise and reach the playoff but winning all i will still go with the mumbai second as the chennai and third as the delhi yeah last week sometimes they 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 came out with the winningest um team in the IPL and, and at that stage the Mumbai Indians won the most 120 as Chennai Super Kings 106 and welcome to the 100 clubs Calcutta Knight Riders so it's 120 106 and 100 could have changed since then but back when it when it came out uh, Leon I have a challenge here a question okay. yeah well I I'd just like to pose this one that in the IPL we have the Punjab Kings captain suggesting that quote unquote wet balls during the second innings due to dew should be changed because it's a disadvantage to the bowling team would it not also be a disadvantage to the uh, opponents if you change the ball isn't that also one of the uh, key part of the game where the captain will have to take into consideration the weather and other conditions when deciding is it so Jatin and others let's hear your uh, your views on this one should the ball be changed due to what do i will say no because we have situation in the past where they have played the odi test matches so why you want to change the ball for a T20, which is the shorter version. Mm. Yes, it might take extra towels to clean it up. That's how this challenge is, you know, because uh, uh, that, that is the one variation IPL brings because they go, I will say, out of six to eight weeks long tournament, the first three weeks are heavily, can be impacted by the dew. That's how the weather is. But as soon as you start with the May, it's going to dry out, complete the temperature goes up, you don't expect any dew. So basically, that is by another uh, uh, point to say that the experienced team with the good, talented players always come back and do well in May rather than what they start in April. And that's how the IPL has turned around. And in that sense, when you have a very good caliber players who are part of the Delhi, Chennai, and Mumbai Indians, more the games they play together, they will be coming out the better performance towards the end of the IPL. But uh, absolutely no, because if uh, the team is using the two balls, you are barely putting about 10 overs of the workload on this uh, one particular ball. So the new factor is there. It's even for both teams. Yes, it's 100%. It gives a little bit advantage to the team who are winning the toss and decide whether they want to bat under the dew or they want to bowl under the dew. And that's only advantage the toss, uh, winning toss captain can have it. But overall, it can be good. And if you look at the due factor, it's, I believe it's in Chennai. It's, it cannot be in a Bangalore. And uh, when they switch to the Mumbai, it will not happen. Go ahead, go ahead, go ahead gentlemen. Go ahead. No, that, that goes with the lock of the draw, of course. And, and that has always been how cricket is, the uncertainty of the game. Um, it, that's why winning a toss is so, is so important uh, at times um, because the captains go, they, well, everybody, we are fully aware of what is going to happen um, to the, the, the side that bowls in the second inning. 
And um, it's not that it's going to happen. It, well, it depends on your luck. It may just happen that your captain um, call um, wrong, uh, unfortunately, for him more than once, uh, you know, and then you'll find that your side end up bowling all the time in, in the second innings, you know. So, but, that's, but it comes to the game, the uncertainty. And, and um, in ODIs, we have changed um, the, the, the rules are, and, and bowl two balls, 25 overs each. That's, that's 25 overs each in a 50-over match. That's different. But to change a ball in a 20-over match, no, that, that's not ridiculous. ridiculous. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's not ridiculous. Yeah, well, the umpire is going to dry off the ball, and I don't, I, I don't think that should be absent in this, in this, in this tournament. Avatar will dry off the ball. Ball continues. That's all. Uh, not oh, only that, oh, I can add the one key point here is this new factor. It's definitely bringing some excitement in this tournament. Let's talk about this particular tournament in 2021. If you look at all these games, the team batting second going to all the way to the last over, 20th over. Yep. Look at yep. the margin. Most of the games are decided less than 20 runs if they are winning by runs. If the team batting second winning this game, they are winning this game by less than six balls. What it means is very simple. I don't think this two-factor has any impact on this game. It's a matter of time, or I will say the good team, the experienced team, who can manage this pressure and come out with those needed situations, like whether you need 12-15 runs in the last over or you need just a couple of wickets in the last over, Whoever is doing better in this particular day on a game or any team, I think they are the supposed to be winners. So it's a, so far going well. So I will say 100%. There is absolutely no way to change the ball. Let it run. What it's running for it and what is bringing all excitement to us. Two, two points. Jayton, gentlemen, hold a while there for me because we have a little problem. Reaching Miss Shallow, but Jatin, we have Santo on with us. Um, you are aware of him, right? Aren't you, Jatin? Santo yes, from Yes. Yeah, so I'm going to bring him in in the meantime and work and see if I can work and see if I can fix the situation with Mr. Shallow and see if he can come on a little later on. So go right ahead, Jatin. Santo okay, is on. No problem. Yeah. So, so it's a basically. The IPL should go on, and the another part, I will say, it's unfair. Even the administration or the teams decide to put the new policy in place because this environment is already in the progress. They already played about eight or nine games so far, so there is absolutely no point to change the rules middle of the tournament. If they have to do it something, they might need to wait until this tournament gets over. And uh, it can be implemented or new innovation in the 2022 IPL. And uh, that is the uh, IPL success is. Over the years, this is the 11th IPL, and every IPL has been improved from the last year. And uh, that is the biggest uh, thing in this uh, mega event. We call it one of the best ones because they are improving from almost all corners, whether it's the commentary, yeah, whether it's the 
right? Right. I think he's speaking in the background. Yeah, oh, I see. I, I, I thought Leon was on, so so that's all I have. Yes. If someone has mm-hmm. to speak up, let's go for it. Okay, good. Yes. Okay. Uh, Dennis here. Okay. I, I, I think um, Audley su- suggested that the dew ball incident is an uncertainty of the game. Perhaps that should be corrected to the strategy of the game, because the strategy is to make sure either you win the toss and you decide you're going to bat or you're going to bowl. Also, the other point of interest here is if the do is causing a problem, why not move to have the games played earlier in the day or in the evening when you don't have so much dew? Why talk in terms of changing the ball in the middle of the uh, the innings. Television the time in television. No, no. Okay, gentlemen. Yeah, gentlemen, could you hold your thoughts to me, please? Because we have with us Dr. Shallow. He's on, and we're going to bring him in. We had a little glitch, but we got it fixed. Um, good evening to you, Dr. Shallow. How are you? And how is St. Vincent? Hey, good evening, man. Thanks for having me on the program. Good, good, good evening to all your listeners. Um, St. Vincent, um, whoa. Volcano Force, it was COVID, you know, which we thought that we managed quite well up to the point of um, a Friday, one Friday or so, two Fridays ago, where we had the eruptions, the explosive eruptions at Lassa Frey. Um, you know, the last couple of days has been a bit calm, no intense explosion. But um, I, I understand that only about an hour ago there was another explosion. So I'm waiting to see how intense or severe that one is. But I think that the people have been managing quite well, still remaining positive and calm, which is quite important. Um, we, we haven't had any fatalities thus far, and I'm hoping that continues to be the case. Um, so once that continues, then I think we, we will be fine. Um, it's just a matter of time to rebuild the nation and just stick together. And sometimes these sort of crises um, are disasters, natural disasters bring the nation together. And I'm, I'm quite hopeful that that will happen in this case. Yes, indeed. Is there a way that someone can contribute to your country via maybe giving a monetary contribution rather than giving goods? Because it's difficult to get things out, but it's easier probably to get money. Yeah, my advice would be to reach out to one of the um, the organizations. I mean, what might be appropriate for you, especially with this this cricket show, is mm-hmm. maybe do something through the, um, the local cricket association, the National Cricket Association, which is the SVG Cricket Cricket Association. And I could okay. obviously put you in touch with the president, Rumel Currency, who coincidentally is actually on one of the um, the National Task Force responding to this um, to this loss of free eruption. Okay. First of all, let me congratulate you and Mr. Skerritt for being re-elected. Do, do you, um, what plans do you have or the, your, so, uh, for the next couple of, I mean, three years that might be different to uh, your 10-point, I mean, in addition to the 10-point plan that you put out? Well, I mean, we, we have to prioritize um, going forward. But just before we get there, um, this is our second tenure. 
And so if you would have looked at our force, cricket force plan that we put out in, in 2019, there were quite a few errors completed on that 10-point plan. And there were a few that were, were still remained walking, still remain walking progress. And what we have done is pull those ones that were incomplete and then add a few to make them again another 10-point plus plan, we call it. And the, the emphasis over the next few months and into the two-year period would be to ensure that we address all these issues um, that we have identified. And, and they're, they're key, key. So leading, leading that Cricket Force Plus plan, we have great investment in grassroots cricket. And we're saying that we're going to um, try to improve our relationship, build our relationship, the partnership, I should say, with the governments across the region. And so in a collaborative way, we, we are going to invest more in grassroots cricket. And then we want to continue expanding our coaching education program. I, I was speaking to the director of cricket up to this morning, and one of the things that we are hoping to get on immediately that we also campaigned on recently, um, Ricky Skerritt and myself, is to review the original professional franchise system. And what happened is that we, we have been, um, I think this, this franchise system started about six years ago. And we believe it is at a point where we have to ensure that we revise it and, and help to make it more effective than it is, you know. So we are, it's our intention to review. And there, there are about six or so more that I will go into later on in the program. But I just allow you to, to come in with, with any other questions. Yes, and we do quite have a few, few uh, panelists on the line as well who would want to ask you question, so I wouldn't take up much more time until later on. We have Mr. Audley Watson. He is from Jamaica originally. He's one of our commentators here in South Florida. So, Audley, question for Dr. Shallow. Good evening, Dr. Shallow. I just want to say congratulations also to you and uh, the President, Skerritt, on your second term. And, of course, you, without a doubt, deserve to be, you know, serving a second term thing. We had we had the COVID that came in and, you know, put everything to, a, you know, arrest, uh, full stop. And um, so I think it was very necessary for you to be, you guys to be here to have a second term. And of course, congratulations, big time. And I also want to share my concern um, for the people of St. Vincent and the Grenadines where, where it comes to, when it comes to the volcano, we are very sad, saddened um, by what is happening, and we are just hoping and praying for the best that everything will turn out all right. And just as Leon mentioned before, uh, we are going to do uh, what our best personally to see where we can help our neighbors right there in St. Vincent and the Grenadines. I don't have a question right now, so I'll just um, pass back to Leon. Yes, indeed. Dennis, Dennis is another member of our panel comes from out of um, California. Dennis, a question yeah, just, before, just, just before we go to Dennis, let me just say thanks. Um, okay. For the support, you know, thanks for um, the, the kind sentiments expressed to both President Skerritt and myself. Um, mm -hmm. Thanks also for the, the, the comments there and the, the pledge somewhat to St. Vincent and the Grenadine's intentions. We, we have been receiving, you know, you know, extremely, I mean, excellent support, extraordinary times, I guess. 
and the support has been overwhelming and I'm really, really heartened to see how, you know, our brothers and sisters across the region and globally, those from the region, of course, you know, how much they have been reaching out and offering support in all kinds, all forms, you know, and we really appreciate it. So thank you. Dennis, mm-hmm. sorry. No sorry, problem. Sorry. Yeah. Yes. Okay, Dennis. Good, good afternoon. Yes, good afternoon to you, Dr. Shallow, and congratulations once again for, uh, you know, the second term that uh, yourself and uh, Mr. President Skerritt will be undertaking. And my question for you is, previously, um, Dr. Oh, sorry, your President Skerritt has reportedly suggested that uh, your team, your partnership, has reduced the debt by Cricket West Indies by approximately one-third. However, given the three-tour series by Team West Indies to England, Bangladesh, and Sri Lanka, of course, currently in the West Indies, all under COVID protocol with a lack of spectator revenue, how has this COVID pandemic affected CWI debt and finances? Well, I mean, as... as as with most organizations and, and companies across the globe, it, it has affected Cricket West Indies. It has affected more significant, um, significantly um, our ability to own our commercial um, activities would have been significantly affected. And so we, 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 we are an organization that obviously relies, relies on, on broadcast rights. And broadcast rights are affected by obviously companies who invest and persons watching the TV, but also other potential persons in the market, companies in the market looking to do advertisements and so on. So, you know, we are not unique in this. When our business partners or our commercial partners, um, when they are affected, then we indirectly, and then in some cases directly affected. Um, In the past, um, gate receipts hasn't been high on the in terms of our overall revenue for 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 for, for uh, any financial period, so there are times, especially when you have test matches, and this is the reality, where you you probably on an average day you'll be quite lucky to get 250-500 persons in, in any stadium in the, in the Caribbean to test cricket, and so it, it hasn't really that hasn't translated to a significant revenue. So from that side, we haven't lost that greatly right but from the commercial side whereas our partners um the partners come on board a potential partners coming on board from our companies who's who would have probably if not been able to commit full-time or commit on in a long-term partnership but they have sort of struggled to meet um timely payment i would say you know their, their deadline for payment and so on so it has affected us but what we have done, Dennis, is use the opportunity also to ensure that we manage what limited resources we have more prudently, right? So I think, and, and generally, and I'm quite happy that President Kerrit and myself, we are, we are quite similar in that regard, where we look at things positively and always seem to find the light where, you know, some might consider to be only darkness exists. And, and I say that to, to say that even in trying times, we have, up, we have realized opportunities for improvement. So, for example, restructuring our financial department, which had started even prior to COVID, but COVID sort of afforded us you know, more time 
to really implement things and get our structures right. And that is what the last two years has really been about. The last, that last term has been about putting things that really should have been in place prior to us, ensuring that we have a procurement policy that, you know, any administrator, whether it's a, a president or any other director or, or staff, not being in a position where they could hand these agreements to friends. You know, there must be a proper way of doing things. Um, even with our recruitment, we, we put in place, case in point, the selection policy, which guides towards, well, the, the, the task force from the selection review, review proposed a report that's that, um, advocated for a recruitment process. So no longer is Cricket West Indies hand-picking persons. I can't come and say Dennis is a fellow who watched cricket for a number of years. You know, he loves cricket and he should be a selector. And then we go over to Leon and say, well, Leon played X amount of international cricket, so he should be able to identify talent. No, because what we would have realized is from doing that review, that task was which I chaired, okay. is that selection is much more complicated and scientific than that, than just identifying talent and pick. We have gone past that days, those days because we have raw talent and we have never been short of raw talent. However, stats need to help us to make informed decisions. And so we needed persons, a selection panel, with the competence and appreciation for stats and applying stats and applying different things, formulas, and then obviously have a strong cricketing background because that too is quite important. And so we wanted to that whoever we finalize in our panel, right, would be someone of the best quality in order to ensure that we have consistency and a transparent system. So there are different policies that we have implemented over the last two years, which directly and indirectly affected or uh, impacted our financial situation. Just same with COVID has, and what we have done is try to ensure that whatever we, we, we have completed or put in place thus far is, you know, solid and it could actually be something that we could build on for years and years to come with us in this cricket. Thank you, Dennis. Thank you. Mm -hmm. yeah. um, Mr. Dr. Shallow, we have Mr. Jatin Patel. He's from India, but he's doing a tremendous amount of work here in the USA. So, Jatin, why don't you give Dr. Shallow a question? Yes, Dr. Shallow, first of all, congratulations to you and uh, President Sharif for re-election. Uh, I hear the word grassroots level development and education, and I'm heavily involved here in the U.S. for the last 15 years. And we all know around the world right now the situation in uh, almost every cricket-playing country has a huge concern of the future of this game to develop the young cricketers. So I'd just like to give, have some idea or insight what are you guys planning in the West Indies to approach to increase the engagement and participation at the schools and college level? Yeah, um, thanks for that. I think beating Patel is what I heard. Um, thanks for that question if we are going to move our cricket forward. You see, fundamentally, cricket is in, I mean, in, in, in West Indian blood, right? And we, we, we are still, cricket is still loved and recognized. People are extremely passionate about cricket still. But 
fans, not only in the region, but globally, fans have been quite disappointed as well of us losing consistency over the years. You know, if you look at our ranking, you know, as West Indians, even as administrators, we cannot run away from the reality that we are at the bottom of most tables in global cricket. We have to fix that. Because what that has done over the years is, you know, be, you know, sadden people to the point of them turning off the TVs. They don't want to watch cricket anymore because they can't hang the heartbreaker for West Indies team losing. And because TVs are not turned on or radios are not turned on, it means that children are no longer getting to follow the game. They're not, you know, being in tune to cricket. You'll be quite surprised and maybe even disappointed to, to learn that they're 15-year-olds playing cricket, but they may not be able to identify even someone like a Courtney Ambrose. And I mentioned Courtney because Sir Courtney is from, you know, recent times, right? But that is the reality. You know, so these younger players, they are not really in tune. They're plus their, their patience because of all the other distractions. So they, they, it's hard for them to tune in, let's say, to uh, be instantly, initially attracted to a test cricket. Whereas to a T20 and a, even a T10 format, it brings a bit more excitement to a chapman. So what we have to do is capitalize, first realize all these points. Realize that you know, we have to start winning more, and the more you win, the more people are going to want to continue following West Indies cricket, the more children are going to get into cricket, you know, so that is one, we have to start winning, and those last series, when West Indies win a series, and you walk to the, to the Caribbean, you know, you can feel that extra buzz, right, and that is what we need, because children are then going to gravitate to the sport. And there are other things that, you know, we, we go, we engage with the National Association, which is the territorial boards, um, help them to come up with creative ways of getting children involved. Um, you know, find out what kids like, find out what, what girls and boys like, and try to see how we could tailor our sport to, to keep them interested or to attract them to us. So we have to be innovative in doing things. We have to appreciate our young people now, the way they think, and, and how we could come up about to interest them, excite them and bring them close and keep them in the game of cricket. Thank you, sir. Yes, indeed. Thank you for that. We have another panelist, Mr. Linford McKenzie. He's an umpire all the way from Texas. Mr. McKenzie, a question for Dr. Jello. Yes, yes. Thank you very much. Uh, welcome to the show, sir, um, Mr. Secretary. And I yes. want to say no. congrats to yes. you and, and the President for for your second term. I hope you have a very good one because you have some lots of challenges awaiting you out there. One of them I wanted to address and that is the growth of the ladies' cricket in, in the Caribbean. I, I've been looking on my screen for news about that and I haven't seen a word about the ladies' cricket in the Caribbean. They seem to be gone dormant. I don't know what what you have in store for them. And then getting the people back into the to watch cricket. I saw a game in Jamaica some time ago. The gates were free, and we look in the stand. You can't you could count them on one hand. So what's going on in these categories? Your comments, please. 
Yeah, I, I, I lost you for a bit there. Um, but, sorry, I cannot. I Hello? Yes, yes. we're hearing you. No, no, just, just repeat the last part of the commander, please, Linford. Sorry. Linford? Sorry? Mackenzie, the last part yes. of your comments. The last part of your comments. I was hoping you would comment on the development of the cricket among the ladies in the Caribbean and getting more people back into the pavilion to watch mm-hmm. the game. Those right. two areas of concern. Yeah, yeah. Thanks for that, Linford. Yeah, and I think the last one I, I answered recently in terms of getting people back into the game, right? It's about winning. The more we win, is the more persons going to want to come in and, and, you know, stay with cricket, be excited about watching cricket. Um, obviously, over the last year, um, we haven't been able to facilitate spectators because of COVID, and we have only had one. Yes, COVID. I understand that. Yes. So let, let's hope that after after the um, the pandemic, that, that our loyal West Indian fans and others in the region, because some people just go to the games for, for partying sometimes. And let's just hope that because... It, they have missed attending the games. That that would be one added incentive, or one other factor for them to go to the games. But we we have to ensure that the brand of cricket we play is exciting. Once we win, fans are going to want to stick and follow West Indian West Indies cricket all over. Um, I've seen a few T10 tournaments pop up in the Caribbean as well, including in St Vincent and Grenadines, where where I am. And I can tell you that even for those local games. The, the sort of engagement you're getting from fans is quite encouraging. And I see no reason that if a St. Vincent and the Grenadines can generate those sort of fans and spectators for local competition, I don't see why West Indies can't do so, especially for international match. So I remain quite optimistic in that regard. The female, we have what we, what we, have, what we are guilty of, and this is the reality, and this is, of course, prior to Ricky and myself as leaders of the organization, is that there was a level of neglect to female cricket, right? And our cricket has declined. Unfortunately, the last year has affected us. But what we have done is ensure that we, 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 we push our staff, our executive staff, to put the same level of emphasis on male cricket you know, and female cricket as well. And by us establishing a total separate selection committee panel, um, and identify the force of a female selector and and Brown, John from Trinidad and Tobago, is put the level of emphasis on female cricket on merit, right? Giving them their own eyes. Then we recruited a full time coach Courtney Walsh, who I suspect you guys yes, are familiar I, with. I, I, right? I saw that. I saw that, yes. Right? And by putting, and by putting Courtney, um, Courtney Walsh there, is that he is responsible not only for head coach with the, with the female, the senior females, but also create and establish a pathway for girls to come to our system all the way up to the senior level. So we are approaching it in phases. Um, we're hoping that this COVID could really ease us up so that we can get the girls playing. We wanted to have, a, to have an under-15 tournament and an under-19 female tournament. And by having those tournaments, what you do as well, you encourage younger players in the national, from the national territory. 
to want to get involved because they can look forward to a tour. They can look forward to making a Winwood team or a Leeward team or the national team and then playing in a West Indies tournament and so on. So it's a holistic approach with female, but we are 100% committed to driving female cricket in the right direction. Thank you, Linford. Thank you you very much, Linford. Dr. Shell, I know you have a limited time with us, but let me just give you one question, and if you can just finally before you go, because you said 7.30. Yeah, I would because because I think we started five minutes late, so we could get Okay, fine. Okay. Yeah. Well, permit me to bring in another panelist then from the Virgin Islands, Mr. Cardinal Mills. Cardinal, a question for Dr. Shallow. Okay, he's not with us. Okay, let me ask the question. The question I was going to ask, uh, during your first term, is there anything that you're proud of that you have done and anything that you regret that you have done during that period? I I can't think of anything that, um, like I say, we regret or any bad decision made intentionally uh, that we believe to to have affected the organization negatively. Um, our calculations with decisions have been, I mean, I would say spot on. Um, President Kerrit is a very experienced administrator, being a minister and so on, and he has served in so many different regional capacities. Um, so we have profound respect for his, his, his ability and his knowledge that comes in, and he could hit the ground running really in 2019, making some key decisions which had you know, my support and, and obviously management and so on. And we, we have really worked closely with our administrators, our executive admin, who we hire and pay handsomely to make good cricketing decisions. And, and so because of being able to empower the current executive management, including the CEO, including the director of cricket and all the other senior management team, they have been able to showcase, you know, to show their, their true worth as uh, you know, as very competent individuals, and so we, we have been making some decisions moving the organization forward. Definitely for, in a far better position now than we were in 2019, both on and off the field. Um, we, 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 have, we have achieved quietly a significant amount, you know, establishing a more a, a, a solid um, financial system that continues uh, have started have started to practice good prudent financial practices. That that is a major success. It is a case where Cricket West Indies has very limited resources and it, it is critical to the organization financial health for us to be able to manage our expenses and so on and make, you know, good budgets that could stick up in the best of time. A realistic budget that we can afford. And we have done so. We have also established our selection policy because I, I, I can't think of another area in our cricket more sensitive than selection. You know, every West Indian fan has an opinion and every team selected. And what we wanted to do was have a system in place where both stakeholders and the, well, stakeholders including the cricketers, you know, have great confidence in our system. So where we had players who had retired pretty much at age early 20s. And Nicholas Boran, who didn't even know if he was going to play for Westerners cricket for any long term. Then he had the current white ball captain, Mr. Pollard. You know, and there were others, Dwayne Bravo, Darren Bravo, 
few very talented cricketers out of the loop and considering uh, pretty much already retired. So we have to put a system there where the players feel as though that they, they, they can play for West Indies cricket, get a fair chance, you know, know that the teams are being selected purely on merit, and that's widening our pool. And having our players available and championing West Indies cricket again, seeing that our selection panel has, you know, a sort of difficulty in selecting teams now because there are so many other players to choose from. You know, we haven't made these strides in female cricket that we would have liked to. But that is, you know, a lot had to do with COVID-19, you know, with camp, camp load and so on. And we, we weren't able to have a few tournaments, including third in our 40 tournaments. So because of those things, and we are taking COVID into consideration, I think we have done remarkably well. And, you know, I am, I'm quite proud of the decision-making um, processes and decisions made over the last two years. Yeah, another question. Well, yeah, w- one other question. We have another question from Audley. What's Audley? Yeah, my first question. Okay, Lord Hill is our only approved ICC um, print venue in North America. And after, um, say, the COVID has subsided, is there any plan to have like a joint venture with Cricket USA in, uh, in bringing a team like Pakistan or India, any Asian team, you know, that will draw a lot of attention right here in South Florida? I'm, I'm sure we'll continue to explore, explore having to be played in, in the USA. Um, this, I know CEO Johnny, he, he likes the idea of playing there in the US. We, we are also um, fully appreciative of the fact that that we um when we when we have games in in the US, we tend to generate some good money revenue via gate receipts. In fact, that's probably where we generate the most revenue. So that's quite encouraging, and we will continue to love play play in front of the many West Indian fans we also have in, in over on your side in the US. So yes, we'll continue those discussions, and once COVID permits, the the, the discussion is going to continue and hopefully move forward in a favorable way for us to have cricket up there in, in the U.S. Thank Dr. Shalom, one final question for me, because a lot of the fans don't know the work that you, your administration done over the past term. I wonder if there's any way that you may think about having a monthly or even quarterly, a quarterly um, open forum where you can give the West Indian women, supporters around the world, you know, tell them what you're doing. For instance, they don't know what what has been done in the coaching area, for instance, in, in the Caribbean. And, of course, what kind of... Few people know about the contracts that the West Indies Cricket Board have gotten with in terms of getting, you know, funds. So I don't want... How can you address that? Yeah, our, our, I think you're speaking there towards you know a PR machine that that yes. can do, that that generates a bit more information, time information from from our organization. But what I also heard, I interpreted it, was that approach would be for more the benefit of President's character myself. Yes. And we have made a conscious decision to speak more about the organization, cricketers than. President Skerritt and Vice President Dr. Shallow. 
because we don't want to have the politics mm-hmm. that present in our cricket. Um, we believe that by winning cricket matches, by you know getting uh, increasing our 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 broadcast um, deals, our agreements out there, or uh, even bringing other commercial partners on board, those things you know speak more value, speak more volume than you know the, the, us being in the media talking all the time. So this is not about President's carrot. No, no I, meant, I didn't mean it, mean it that way. I meant that if you will tell the public where we are doing this, have this coaching program, and so many coaches have been, been um, trained and yeah. out of one hymn book. So to speak, yeah. no, 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 I understand what you're saying. And whenever yeah. we do these things, we, we do have, you know, PR team putting them out. But what we don't have is an update, you know, to, yes. to come out to our to the public and say, well, since the last, you know, tenure started, we have accomplished this, we have done this, and we, that is not the approach we are taking. No, we mm-hmm. attempt to put out the information out there. So every time we have achieved something, accomplished something, off and on the field, you know, there's our brilliant digital team who work to put out the information, and they they put it out there. And if you go to the website and other platform, you'll be able to see some of those accomplishments, the majority of those accomplishments. And then what President Kurt and myself do is, you know, when it comes to the actual politics, you know, we could try an election time. Then we put together two weeks where we could highlight these actual accomplishments. But during our tenure, we prefer that the focus is on, you know, what Cricket West needs to accomplish on the field without measuring when this was done and by whom it was done and so on. And my final question to you is um, the, the joint venture between the Weeper and the West Indies Cricket on CWI. This continued, so for instance, like Jason Holder have gotten um, an award, one of the top wisdom players of the year, and of course, Karen Pollard is voted the number one T20 player in the world. You know, is there going to be the continuation of that union whereby they recognize the players in the Caribbean? Yeah, yes, definitely. Um, WIPA and Cricket West Indies have been enjoying a very good relationship over the last two years. You know, we, we continue to to um, champion for players and ensure that the organization, in fact, we have been saying from the first day we campaigned in 2019, that we are a player, we are going to be a player-centric organization, and I think it's fair by all sober-minded persons measuring. They would say that yes, we have accomplished that by being a far more player-centric organization than previously, and that is our commitment to continue. Um, with, with regards to um, the, I, I can recall that in 2019 we we did have a players' award ceremony in Antigua. Um, obviously, the last year, 2020, would not have been possible unless we did it virtually. Um, but we call and Cricket West Indies always recognize our players when they make achievements. In fact, I've seen a post and some, and I think, a release from Weepa com- commending uh, at least Jason Holder for, for his accomplishment as being one of the, the wisdom cricketers of the year. And I'm sure that once... COVID, you know, permits, then we, we are going to have another award ceremony to celebrate 
with our players for the achievement in any in, in hopefully the last year. Maybe whenever we're able to get the cover for the period that we have missed out. But we, we, we want to always be showing our appreciation for our players and that, that is the point. West Indies of South Africa has been threatened. Uh, do you know anything about that? It just came out today in the news. No, we, we haven't received any any um thing formal from cricket South Africa. Certainly I haven't been updated of any reasons for concern, any cause or any concern from our CEO, Cricket West Indies CEO. Um, I will remind you though, Leon, that prior to the Sri Lanka tour, there was also circulation in the media about them not coming, you know. So sometimes we yeah. don't really give too much attention to things that we learn in the media. Some you know, it's quite a few times it's obviously accurate but, but there's I mean most of us will also admit that, you know, a significant amount of time to probably majority, some of this stuff. Well, maybe not majority, but there are times when the information is also inaccurate. Mr. Dr. Shadow, 30 minutes is far from being enough for us. Next, please set aside a little more time for us. What what I probably maybe need to start to do is come on a little bit more often, and that way you only need to... Okay, well, our door is always open. Our door (laughs) is always open. And whenever you have Leon, the, yeah, before I, yeah. Turbo, can I take 10 seconds? Can I take 10 seconds? Yeah, let me just I, I'm going to give you. I'm going to give you this. I'm just going to finalize by saying, our door is always open. When once you are available, and um, President Skerritt has promised to be with us as soon as he gets things in order, then um, he's your time. So uh, I... Welcome you anytime, and our panelists would be grateful for your presence anytime. Audley okay. has one question for you, if you would mind. Audley? Yes, I just want, just want to say a big thank you for bringing back uh, radio commentary. I mean, I could be walking yes. around and yes. listen yes. to, I mean, that has been happening for years and years, so that's a big plus. Thank you very much. Thanks to the administration. Dr. Yeah, Shala, your final thoughts? Your final words? Again, thanks, thanks. Thanks for the invitation. Um, my first time on, on the program, and I'm really happy. Um, thanks for all those who engage me. You know, um, it, it actually helps. You know, it is more like a conversation. I really enjoy that. And you know, I, I promise to be back on this program. You know, at least in in May, no later than May. So within the next yes, couple. Yes, reserve an hour for us because. Thank you so much, regards to Mr. President Skerritt, and tell well, him we are well, waiting with bated breath for his presence here on our show as well. Well, we'll, we'll certainly um, convey that to him, and let me just again thank everyone for all the support, um, positive energy, and, and efforts sent to St. Vincent and the Grenadines. We really, really, really appreciate it. Thanks so much on behalf of the people of St. Vincent and the Grenadine. So do take care, everyone. Continue to stay safe. Yes, indeed. Thank you so Thank much. much. God bless. God bless. Thank you for coming. Yes. Gentlemen, well, that was Dr. Shallow, and I'm glad that he has put the time out to be with us. You know, his country is going in a storm. And, Jayton, we had your buddy on, and we let me see if he's still with us. Um, okay. We have Simon. Simon is on, though. Simon, come on in, my brother. Were you listening? Uh, sure I you. was listening to a part of it. I had just got in the tail end of it. Mm-hmm. But I'm going to say uh, good evening to you, Mr. President. Uh, good evening, yes, Audley. Good evening, Virgil. Good, good evening, evening. 
Ivo, good evening, Mr. McKenzie, Mr. Pat. Good evening, good evening, sir. And our guest just was speaking a while ago, good evening to him. And um, all our faithful listeners all over the world, I hope everyone is safe. I want everyone to be safe. And um, as we say in the cricket game, stay in your crease. It's better to be six feet apart, feet under. And I hope everyone had a wonderful week last week. And we are hoping for a much better week this week. Thank you very much. Jatin, we have 949, your buddy from out of California, Oakland. Is it? He's on with us. Jatin. Jatin. Yes, uh, good evening, Santa. Uh, well, the panelists today, we have the guest from the Southern California, uh, Santa Suravira. By profession, he is an engineer mm-hmm. and uh, one of the individuals who has a uh, founding member of the Orange County Cricket, which is the west of Los Angeles in a suburb. And eventually end up with the Junior Cricket Academy in that area. I'm working with him since last eight, nine years, I will say. We were together as the board members in ACF way back in 2012-13. And the journey continues. And today we have the opportunity to have the Santa on board for the show. I will have him to say a few words or details from his end, and then our panelists will have opportunity to ask the question. Once again, welcome, Santa, to the show, and uh, like to give you the opportunity to speak to yourself, what you do for cricket, and uh, what have been achieved so far, and what are the dreams out there? Yeah, thank you. Thank you, Jatin, uh, for this opportunity. Uh, my name is, again, uh, Shanta Suravira. Uh, I live in Orange County, California, and uh, we started cricket in Orange County about, I would say, about 15 years ago, 2007, somewhere there, and we formed the Orange County Cricket Association, a league which has uh, two seasons every year. There are about 10 to 12 teams uh, playing uh, cricket, Uh, except, of course, uh, last year, due to COVID, we didn't have games. And uh, in 2014, we formed uh, uh, a youth academy called Southern California Youth Cricket Academy under Orange County Cricket Association, which has uh, three chapters uh, right now, uh, Irvine chapter and uh, Buena Park chapter and Lake Forest chapter. We are about 50, 60 uh, youth players um, from uh, ages 7, to, uh, I would say, about 17, 18, a big spectrum, uh, are playing cricket. And uh, they are, uh, we have, uh, uh, we don't have turf wickets, but uh, we have, uh, I would say, kind of semi-turf wickets. We, you know, compact them, uh, roll them, uh, normal uh, soccer fields. That's where they play games and do practices. Um, we have... Uh, play games uh, almost every week uh, against San Diego, Los Angeles. So there is a lot of cricketing activities and uh, uh, is happening in this area. And uh, participation we have seen um, last couple of years has been uh, increasing. So interest is um, there, the appetite is there. Uh, And uh, we are working with... uh, uh, USA Cricket Association and the 
minor league, uh, major league, uh, American cricket uh, enterprise. And uh, uh, we are working with the city of Irvine, where they promised already they put about $30,000 into the capital budget to uh, prepare a wicket for us during this summer. And also in Orange County Great Park, uh, we are negotiating um, uh, to have an international cricket stadium uh, funded by American Cricket Enterprise uh, in uh, collaboration with USA Cricket. Uh, that's kind of the uh, what's happening here. If there are any questions, I can kind of answer. Yes. I have a question. You mentioned that you you've you've been given a grant of thirty thousand dollars to help with the grounds preparation pitches, and that's by the city. Yeah. So what happens is uh, uh, we uh, you know it, there's a process. Different city has different uh, programs. Uh, uh, we uh, based on the um, residency percentages, uh, we became. Uh, the part of the sports committee of city of Irvine. So when we are in the city of uh, 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 in the sports committee, they uh, we are entitled for their fields. So and then uh, once we have the fields, we you know there are sports committee meetings every quarter. So we participate and then we tell them what we want. So uh, during these meetings, we mention that we need a pitch. Uh, to go to the next level, uh, otherwise, you know, the you know, the we can play cricket, but the quality of the game of uh, our youth players will not improve. So they recognize that, and then they allocated thirty thousand dollars to their capital fund uh, for the you know uh, in the summer in I think June uh, uh, if they approved. So there will be a dedicated cricket field with a pitch. Okay, that's that, that's very that's awesome though because many many uh, organizations have been finding it difficult to raise funds and if they were to give you a start, you know, uh, obviously you can develop on that. And um, so, what sort of um, membership do you have in terms of you of your organization? Is it? Can you elaborate uh, can on you that? Can yeah. you repeat the question, please? Wondering what kind of give us a, a little broad idea as to your your um, organization. What kind yeah. of um, uh, mm -hmm. yeah? It's called Southern California Youth Cricket Academy. I'm talking about the youth. Uh, oh, youth program. Side of it. Yeah, yeah. So it's called uh, Southern California Youth Cricket Cricket Academy. If you uh, the website is uh, HCY academy.com that is mm -hmm. hcy stands for southern california youth and cricketacademy.com and uh, you will be able to see the activities uh, our coaches and the, all the games that uh, we are uh, playing is on cricket uh, clubs uh, so statistics statistics have been maintained um, mm -hmm. and uh, when we started we started with uh, two days of practice and i'm really thankful to Jatin, who came out here and uh, uh, trained our initial coaches, uh, not only for SCYCA in this region, and still these coaches are uh, with us, about four coaches who certified uh, uh, from Jatin's program. 
and uh, and we uh, are also uh, training coach, uh, coaches and whenever we have availability for certification we you know hold these uh, certification courses here and um, when we started as i mentioned it's a two days of training and um, and we um, after about one year we realized now we have um, uh, players from as i mentioned 7 to 16 17 years old everybody is you know it's a different skill set and then we we realized that uh, the two days of practice is not going to work and uh, we immediately we started level 1 level 2 level 3 we have different mm -hmm. uh, levels of uh, training level 1 in our program it is like a you know uh, you can uh, come and practice and play games uh, for the uh, people who want to play cricket. Level two, we have added another day for uh, net practices. So we have dedicated uh, uh, nets. Uh, we, we uh, uh, you know, reserve those nets, uh, baseball nets actually, from the city. So we have two uh, dedicated nets uh, for one day, additional day for net practices. So level three is for elite players. So the, our head coach has to approve that he's suitable for that level. So that way we get about 10 to 15 kids who are kind of at same level. They could be from year 13 to year 17, but their skill level is pretty, uh, pretty uh, similar. So then we can, you know, start doing advanced techniques, and uh, also they are, you know, um, look at their personal uh, uh, techniques and correct those things and, you know, uh, things like that, higher level uh, kind of coaching. Uh, so with these three uh, uh, levels, um, I think the, the, we see the big Im improvement of our players. And also the, you know, the, since the, there are now youth tournaments in USA organized by uh, USA cricket and uh, this 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 word is spreading among the parents and we see the some appetite uh, towards um, cricket. Unfortunately, still we are getting our uh, Southeast Asian or few British, South American kids, but uh, not American kids. So that's our next challenge okay. to get few American kids into the program. Yeah, that is what I was so, was hoping to hear that you that the American children are being interested in, in, in um, your program. Yeah. Yeah, we do have another panelist. I'm sure he wants to ask your question, Mr. Dennis Heat. Dennis, your time for August. Thank, thank you. First off, can I get the spelling of your name? Because obviously one likes to keep, you know, a, a list of... Uh, our invited guest, but I'm not sure that I can spell your name because of the, the pronunciation. Would you please help me and spell it for me? Sure. Um, uh, my first name is spelled as S like Sam, H-A-N, T like Tom, H-A, yes. and my last yes. name uh, S like Sam, U-R-A-W-E-E-R-A. E-C-R-A? Right. It's like um, this is yeah. Surawika. Yeah. Yeah. You Surawira. said that from from Orange County, you said you played matches against San Diego, and 
you may or we may have met because I've umpired several of those youth games between Orange County and San Diego Cricket Club. Oh, and, I, I think uh, we, we may have met. Uh, we have actually uh, recently, last few months, I didn't travel to San Diego. We have our coaches going there and our, you know, uh, you know, team going there. Yeah, but we may have definitely, we may have met, you know. Right. But what I wanted to say is congratulations to you and those administrators in your group who have managed to get this thing off the ground because I can attest to the fact that I have seen the youth in practice, in progress, and I've seen the matches you've played. And all these matches have been very competitive with the age range. And I've enjoyed the cricket, and, of course, I've watched these youngsters grow up because now I've actually seen youngsters from your coaching being transformed, transferred into the higher level of the game by joining... um, regular club. I, I recognize at least two of your um, uh, youth, two from your youth program. Now, I need to ask you about the girls, because I remember there was at least two girls involved in your training program, in, in those matches. Are they still with the club, and how are you able to persuade girls to uh, you know, get involved? Yeah, we have five girls in our program. Of course, they play with uh, boys. <clears throat> yeah. I think one way one way it is a good thing. They are they are being challenged. But on the other hand, I wish we have a girls team because that's where they are belong to. There are always advantages mm-hmm. and disadvantages. And mm-hmm. one of our girls, uh, actually they both uh, uh, out of five, there are two girls who started with us yes. 2014 and they were playing consistently, coming for practices. One girl is in the USA pool of 28 players, and the other girl, uh, Harika, is uh, in under 19 pool USA. Uh, I think 28 or 30 players. So. It's uh, that's something we are proud of, and there are a few other girls who are joining. Actually, last week there are two girl, two small girls, eight years old, registered. So these are all good positive signs, you know. Yes, yes, I know, Erica. I've seen her performance, and definitely, I will say that uh, congratulations to you and your club for uh, taking on this task. And I think you're doing a wonderful job. Keep it up. Thank you very much. Yes, indeed. Thank you so much for that. Um, We have another panelist, Audley. Audley Watson is a commentator here in South South Florida. Audley, you have a question for our guest? Uh, Yes, good evening. The question I was about to ask, then it's just asking because I was (laughs) thinking about the ladies. Um, If you know, there are ladies among young girls, among those who, who he's coaching, and if there's a team of girls, but um, Dennis just asked that question. Uh, so um, I, I, I'll come back a little later. Okay. Mr. McKenzie, how yes, about you? Thank you very much, sir. I've listened yes, to your discourse, and I just want to ask you a question. I think it was late last year. Cricket USA had a your tournament. Did anybody from your area or from your group uh, participate in that? And secondly, 
coming up to you. What do you? What about your umpires for this for these tournaments? And do you have this book called The Laws of Cricket (MCC)? Do you have a copy of it? <clears throat> the first question was, I, I was not clear about the first question. You're asking that uh, during last year we participated yes. in... Um, Cricket USA are the youth series in different in different zones. They have a whole lot of young, young guys participating. So I don't know if you have anybody from your group involved in that series last, last year. Uh... Yeah, last year I do not know. Most of the time, I uh, there we didn't have any tournament last year. But this year, recently we had this uh, national tournament under 19. There were three kids, uh, boys, who went through our uh, group, participated in um, Western Zone, Western Red Zone. Okay, okay, okay. What about yeah. your your resources? I, 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 your, your references. I have a book in my hand here, the MCC Laws of Cricket. Do you have a copy of that? Yeah, we we have a copy of MCC uh, Laws of Cricket, and also from uh, India, I have a short, uh, you know, cricket rule books and from different sources. And how we uh, manage umpires is uh, for friendly matches. Of course, we have to keep our cost low. Also, so for friendly, uh, we we have uh, umpires training program under OCCA and SCCA. That is uh, the Southern California Youth, sorry, Southern California uh, Southern California Cricket Association. So we have okay. got umpires who are uh, certified from these two organizations, and we use these umpires for uh, series or tournaments that we local tournaments that we have here. And also, there are uh, we are lucky that uh, we have about four or five umpires who are certified by these programs. Uh, their their children are playing, so they are volunteering their time for umpiring, and some uh, parents are volunteering their time for scoring. And uh, of course, the recently, uh, you know, there, there there are parents who. Uh, uh, the the telecast this thing through YouTube, so it's 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 a lot of volunteering work, you know, taking place. Mister, you had a gentleman ask a question just a while ago. His name is Mister Dennis Yeats. He's, he's my colleague. <laughs> the umpire cricket in LA some years ago, and we have kept mm-hmm. in touch. So if you sought his assistance, he might be able to help you. In umpiring, he's a very good umpire. We did some matches for Cricket USA some years ago out in LA. Okay, Mr. Okay. he's a panelist mm-hmm. on, on the show. Can I can I clarify that? Um, go ahead, go ahead. If Ma- I'm going to make some mistakes. Ma- yes, Mackenzie. I think I said earlier I have personally umpired several of those youth tournament games between Orange County and San Diego Cricket Club. So we are very much in tune with each other. All right. I'm happy about that. I've met the team, including the young lady, Arika. Wonderful prospect, and I hope she goes very far. Thanks. 
Back to you, Leon. Yes, indeed. Thank you so much for that. Sir, we have a new panelist. I don't know if he heard you before, but I'm just going to say hello to him and he'll, he'll come back to you. Virgil, good evening yeah. to you, sir. We try to get you on yeah, first, but you were asleep. <laughs> yeah, good evening to all the panelists. Um, no, I was out, so that's why it uh, happened. I was oh, in my oh, was doing something, so yeah, all right. just came in. Yeah, we have a panelist from all of um, um, California, and um, Simon, would you want to ask a question? No, Simon. he cleared up everything I wanted to ask, but all I'm trying to tell him right away. I'm always 100% behind you. Anything for cricket, I'm always going to be with you because I want to see cricket promoted in this country. And uh, hopefully before I pass away, I'd like to see America <laughs> a test team. That's my desire to see America in a test arena. Thank and you. I'm so Thank happy you. that you're on that way. One day we might have a test team in America. And I say because of hard work, like you and uh, Mr. Patel is doing and Mr. McKenzie and all these people are doing in America, that's going to bring it about, hopefully. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. Uh, on, on this forum, I would like to just say that uh, we are forming a 60-plus uh, cricket team. If anyone is interested, please, uh, uh, you may have already known this, uh, there's a group, and uh, we want to play some games and, uh, you know, uh, uh, play some uh, uh, friendly matches and also tournaments uh, from different, uh, you know, areas of USA. So if anyone is interested, please, you know, connect, and uh, I can, you know, uh, give you the information to register. Mm-hmm. You have a young lady out of Tampa. She is Jatsna. I don't know if you met her. But I'm just going to let her say hello to you, Jatsna. Why don't you say hello? Yes. yes. Hello. Yes. Good evening, everybody. And who is this again? Good evening, my, good evening, my yes. fair lady. <laughs> Wait, yes. sir, could you tell her the same again? Because I didn't seem to have retained it. Sir, come. Okay. I'm here in Tampa, Florida, and I'm uh, coaching, actually, little kids and women. And girls also. So if I can be help to you, uh, I would help you. Uh, they do play some matches here, uh, senior men's actually. So I can get you connected with our president of uh, Tampa Cricket uh, League, if you like. Okay. Oh, so yeah, let definitely. me know. Definitely. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah. Tampa Cricket League. Okay. okay. Yeah, Tampa. With, um, uh, what, uh, Jatin, Mr. Jatin Patel, coach, he knows uh, about our... Mm-hmm. Jatin, over to you. Well, fine. I don't have any question because as I explained in introduction, I know Santa for a long time and uh, we work together. I have had opportunity to do the coaches camp down there in uh, Orange County area. And uh, as I said, it's a work in progress. We are not done yet. We are the big people for the youth. And that was the main reason to bring the Santa today on the show. So we can all know what's going on in that area. And it also helps the program to promote in a global audience. So from here, I will say 
let's have the conclusion part from santa if there are no many questions santa uh, I, I have yeah yeah and uh, and, and thank you jatin and thank you uh, this uh, radio one more question before you yeah. you round go ahead dennis has another question dennis go ahead uh, yeah i wanted to know how much um information you have on the uh, southern california youth cricket uh well i'm not sure if it's program because i i've seen information where southern california is organizing youth matches can you tell us anything about those youth matches and how it interlocks with your program yeah 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 uh, uh you should uh, the these days the uh, uh southern california uh, you know we, we have a um we formed a committee in uh, southern california uh, including uh, scca that is southern california cricket association orange county cricket association and san diego and uh, they are talking about u13 u17 and u19 uh, tournaments in near future uh and also the uh, uh southern california youth cricket academy we have a labor day tournament that we do every year uh, uh three days and uh, uh, teams from northern california uh and uh, local teams you know about uh, four to six teams participate in this tournament so these are the two kind of tournaments that we have around here and during the thanksgiving period uh southern california cricket association uh they they organize a four day cricket tournament u11 u13 u17 and u19 so all categories thank you okay well your final words sir we are grateful for your presence here we show that you are welcome any time you wish to come on and disseminate any kind of in- information about programs you're doing or matches you're carrying you let us know you can come and have them announce on our show we are one that is here for every Sunday from 6 and 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time and we have been on since 90, 2010 and we hope to be on as long as possible so your final thoughts oh great great this is a this is a great thing that is you know they have a forums like this you know the for people to get on and you know get to know the information and thank you for inviting me jatin and uh, and to the you know this radio show and uh, anytime for for anything for cricket development uh, whatever i can do uh, i am i'm done with probably the playing i am 65 but still i play in the in the league uh, as much as i can and i'm looking forward this uh, 60 plus team to you know uh, uh, go there and play so in any any anything to do with cricket uh, you know i can help and i can come on board anytime whatever things you are doing yeah thank you very much indeed gentlemen you have heard from i'm sure you have something that you will like to remember simon now is your time to give the panelists the question the one that you have prepared since two weeks ago Simon? Yes, I'm with you. Yes. Wait for that question with bated breath as we go into All the right. last Yagaro section of the program. Yes. Yeah. 
one second. Let me get my app together. Uh, just before I, I um, came on, I was listening a little while, and you had a speaker on before. Uh, could you tell me a little about what that speaker was? Dr. Shallow is the vice president of the West Indies Cricket, or CWI. Yeah, I mean, you heard when we spoke during the week, and you <laughs> you probably didn't remember. Yeah, well, um, you know, certain things I'll do, but I didn't get a chance to get around to it. Okay, ladies, gentlemen, panelists, question for tonight is 18th of um, April, 2021. Okay, panelists, please tell me the highest score West Indies ever scored. That's the first part of the question. Second part of the question, against whom and in what year? I'll repeat. Give me the West Indies' highest total in test cricket played and against whom and the third part of the question, in what year? Am I clear, Mr. President? Yes. And clear enough for me to just make a guess. 792 for three against Pakistan, 1958. Okay. And let's go around the panel. Who wants to come first? I said the same with Leon. Yeah, against Pakistan, when they made that I, match. I, jo- I, I joined that chorus too. Okay. How about you, How about you Virgil? Well, you know something, I'm not going to join you guys. I'm going to say, um, seven million or something in Antigua, Australia? Oh, no. Oh, no. Not in Antigua. So I, I, I got to say something, I believe you guys are right, so I got I got to go be the opposite one. <laughs> <laughs> oh, but Virgil, you don't know if they're right yet. I didn't reveal my answer. You don't know if they're right. No, I, I guess, I think I'm close, if not right, close. When I, when I saw the score, you know, when I was looking, it was a stop sometimes ago, and I saw Western in high school. That's not over 365 and Hunt yes, 260? Yes. Okay. yes, so I'm saying, why didn't they just score the 800? Because, you know, we have not scored the 800 in test, you know? Yeah. Okay, and what about um, Mr. McKenzie, what's your answer? I, I, I joined with Leon on, on, on what he said about about the Antwerp score. Okay. And, yeah, he um, had to rock. Do we have hmm? Do we have Cardinal with us? L- listening, but not not being mute. And Mr. Patel, Mr. Patel, would you give it a try? Well, I'll go. I'll go with the Leon today. It still be in the 1950s, probably against mm-hmm. uh, Pakistan. Yeah. Okay. What? Simon, I will take a shot. That's the Bayern Park. Okay. Uh, let, let, let us hear from, let's hear from our good friend in California, uh, Mr. Dennis. Mr. Dennis, what's your answer? Simon, thank you. I think that the score that I can recall, it's about 650, and that would have been during the George Edley era, that match which lasted about, what, seven days or something of that nature. Mm-mm. So I, I would go for about 650, and I would say it has to be way down in the um, 50s. 
and okay. possibly that's the match against England in, uh, I'm trying to think it was in the Caribbean, probably Savannah okay. Park. For okay. Uh, do we have... Uh, do we have Iva with us? Is Iva with us? Listening, but not in a position okay. to speak. Okay, Mr. President, could I reveal the answer? Yes, go ahead. Tell me that. Okay, what about Jetna? What about Jetna? What about Jetna? Jetna is. No. Give me a, give me a best shot there, Jetna. Give me a best shot. Yes. Yeah, are you with us? On, she's not on constantly. I have to and bring her in. Open, not her mouth. Oh, okay. so, so maybe maybe she's cooking then. Okay, all right. Can you just say Yeah. Yes. Uh, yes. Do, do you want to answer the question? Do you know the answer? Where she lives? I don't know. But my husband, he's very good uh, remembering stuff. Yeah, let me. Tell him to give me Just guess. Yes. Just guess any number. Guess any number. He's a Ranji Trophy player. Who is a Ranji Trophy player? No, well, no, no. no, no he don't, he, okay, sorry, he sorry, didn't know. Okay. okay. Right. We're we ready now? Ready? Mm-hmm. Go ahead, give us your answer. Go ahead, Simon. Okay, I thought she was thinking about it. Okay, mm-hmm. question for the night is, West Indies highest total in test cricket was 790 runs for Whoa. three wickets versus Pakistan. That's correct. Sabina Park, Kingston, Jamaica, February of 1958. I know yes. a lot Again. of you weren't born yet, but... Um, Against Pakistan. Against Pakistan. <laughs> Against Pakistan, right. Pakistan, you yes. can ask your grandfather. You, you, a lot of you weren't born yet, but you can ask your grandfather. Uh, that was the answer, Mr. President. Thank you. Okay. All right. Yeah. So, Audley, do you have a question for, for Simon? After this evening, I'm sort of brain dead. I'm telling you. <laughs> okay. I'm, I'm a like brain dead this evening. I'm All right. Let's ask, let's ask Jatin. Jatin, a question for Simon? You always give us I'm surprised one. because um, Audley always knows all the statistics. Either, but I remember that test, the same test that Gary Sobers put 365. 
Yes, yes, that's true. Not out, not out. Not out. How about, okay. how about yeah. you get in? A question for Jim. I'm going to run out big double center. No, run out. It was run out, 260. Yeah. Some say it was, <clears throat> it was not to be run out. <laughs> but anyway. Like, Simon, Simon, quick question. Simon, question. I'm listening, I'm listening. We, we all know that there is a two different language cricket has used. For example, when the score you can read on the scorecard, it says 140 slash 2, means 140 runs for two wickets. But at the same time, they also say 2 147, means 2 wickets down, 147. Question is yeah. there was only one format until name of the country could change the style of scoring on the TVs. Okay. Well, I have to just, out of the top of my head, and I would have to say it's Australia. Australia oh, do want to change that format. You got it. You got it. Oh, yes. my goodness. You, t- you yes. showed him. You showed him the answer. Did you? It was from Australia. It was originally the British system. It was used to be run, followed by the wickets. But then the Australia started the other way around. Yeah, okay. I remember. I remember when I was in England, it was so confusing for me when I hear the saying, Two wickets for 149 and 149 for two wickets. I said, uh, what, what's this confusion, you know? So um, that's how I remember it was Australia tried to change everything. We would say the, um, the off dump. Australia would say the off wicket, you know. So um, uh, uh, we, we let them we get away with it. We say thunderings. We say extra, they say thunderings. Okay, that, that, that scoring system, yeah, yes. that scoring yes. system has created a huge mass in the cricket world right now. If you read the score, let's say zero dash two. Yeah. Some people yeah. think two down for zero instead of <laughs> two for all of us. Yes, yeah. Once the run is over twelve, over twelve past eleven, you know that. Then the, the, the runs is um, the wicket to get all the small amount, but you, you yes. have to score more than 11 or 12 first. <laughs> and it confuses yeah. me sometimes as well. It confuses me sometimes as well, you know? Yeah. Yeah. No, because they know they can't be more than 10 wickets. <laughs> no. Unless they want to change the whole game. Leon, if you have time, I have a... Yeah, go ahead, go ahead. Yes, I have time. I was going to look for another topic to to talk about, but I bring up this topic. I'm going to talk about the pay scale that is used by India and the players for button contracts. Go ahead, bring your topic and we'll go. We have time. Simon, Simon, my question is this. You are the umpire. The match is scheduled as a 50-over match. And there's also a set time period. At the end of the match, two teams, one team has declared the winner, but you as the umpire, you check the scorebook and you find that the one team scorebook is incorrect. So that means they need five five more runs to win the second team batting. 
Yeah. When you check the number of when you check the number of overs bowled, there's still two or three overs to go, and yeah. time has not expi- time has not expired. What yeah. do you, as the umpire, do in that situation? Okay, to make it fair on both sides, I would I would call it a draw. To make it fair okay. on both sides. Does anybody else draw. have any? Can I, can I ask a question no. there? You guys said um, West Indies and Pakistan, the high score was 790? Yeah. Some 90 for three. Declared. Yeah, but England, England and West Indies have a score of 849. What is West, West Indies score? That's what you're saying. The score West Indies score, not England. Not England no, playing together. No, we know we, England have eight hundred, but West Indies have never scored over eight hundred. Seven ninety for three when they declared, and I was saying to myself, why did they mm. make up oh, okay. eight hundred and then declare? England yes. is, is something another match. Not oh, okay, okay, okay. Yeah, yeah. All right. So yeah, no, no, it's okay, it's okay, um, Virgil. If you're not quite clear, you know, it's okay. Yeah, but I was saying <laughs> that West Indies scored. Yeah, okay. The, Question. Does anyone else have any contribution to that question? Repeat the question again. I didn't quite understand it. The Let que- me make a try. The, the, the question is, Team A batted first, scored 140 runs. Team B batted second, and they were 135 for six wickets, with two overs remaining of the 50. There's still two overs remaining. When the umpires check the score, they find that one of the score or the total score is five runs short of the winning victory for Team B. What does the umpire do after checking the score and find this discrepancy? (laughs) That's a rough one. Yeah, because I said I'll call it a draw. No, I will have. I will bring in the two captains. Okay. I bring in the two captains. And. I'll, and then. We'll make a decision. Give instructions to give instructions to continue the match. Since since yeah. there's there was still time. Yeah. I'll consult the two captains and, and then and then make the continue the match if the the light is good. Okay. Yeah, but then the other, the other team will think they win the match because they, they, they are the match draw because they, they don't want to lose. So they believe that that so, five points, that five runs will be somehow, the run disappear somehow. That's not the fielder's fault or something like that. It's got to be something with the score. So Okay, does anybody else really like to contribute, Mr. Martin? Jatin, let Jatin. Let hear Jatin. I'm just, I'm just getting oh, it. Well, uh, first of all, first of all, this situation is looks like crazy. It doesn't happen <laughs> that in a first class or in international cricket because they usually follow up tally, even on a live scorecard or with the scorers, where you have the third empire, fourth empire, and match referee. This thing should Thank not have happened in the first place. Now, coming to the laws, if we have two conditions where you clearly say that there is a time, there is a two more overs left, and you find the five runs, I will say call off the ball captain, resume the play, two overs need to be bowled, and top of that, two overs need to be completed or until the decision comes out. Thank you. 
Anybody else? Mac? Where's Mac? Well, Mac? I, I would do the same thing. They would, they, if, you, if, if there are five runs, two overs to go, you, you call them back out there and, and the ball does two overs. All right. Okay, well. But how, how do we know which one you score is right? Well, you as the umpire, you will look at the scorebook and you try to make sure that you can deduct or deduce the score, but at any rate, if you find that it's five runs short, you will say there is time remaining, there is overs remaining, so it is not a decision for the captain, but it's a decision for the umpire. The game will resume. That's right. Until a decision is made. So I think that is the correct answer. He will resume the game, and it's the umpire's call, not the captain's call because the umpire is the sole judge of the score, and it's the duty of the umpires to make sure yeah. that the score that, that is, is, the is, correct. is correct. That is the correct, but you yeah. still have to notify the captains that the umpire had made this well, decision. It's not about well, taking the captain's approval, but we need to notify the captain. Notify hey, the captain. This is the situation. This is what it well, happened, and I'm going for this resuming the play, so they can prepare that right. way. Right. Well, yeah, that is correct. Obviously, what I'm saying is you're not asking the captains if they want to go back out and play. You're telling them this you is what needs right. to be done. Okay. Otherwise, if one captain refused to um, to return to finish the game, he's they he's considered the game. to be forfeiting the game. Yes, that's right. So, that's yes. it. Anyway, thanks for listening to that one. No, that's, that's, good. You, that's a good one. That's, that's, where, where did you find that? That's a good oh, well, question. Uh, it, it, finding that, uh, that came from my experience as an umpire earlier. Hmm. In, 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 in your life as an umpire, in your life as an yes. umpire, have you seen yes. a batsman walk when, when he struck in front? He walked even before the umpire put his finger up? I, I've seen it, yes. I've seen it. And usually, in my experience, when that happens, there are times when I would have given the batsman not out, but he <laughs> walked. So clearly, since he walked, I did not call him back because I assume that he is uh, giving up his innings for whatever purpose. In the long run, you know, you have two choices. Since you didn't give him out you can either put it in the scorebook that he retired himself out because he didn't walk out because he's hurt. But I, I did not give him out and he walked out. Then I will say that he retired himself out. Well, well I, say, I see Coley did it this week, right? Yeah, well, he did he can, it. He I think it would then be up to the umpire whether he really wants to be a stickler for the rules mm-hmm. and, and declare yeah. it. Um, retired out, or whether he will give it the benefit of the doubt to the bowlers since the bowler had appealed. But then you also have the other situation where a batsman walks from the wicket on the misunderstanding that he was out. That he was, he was out. given out. What happened in back. that situation? What happened in that situation? Do you, you know, he's, he's already in the pavilion. 
Do you call him back or do you not call him back? Hmm. Okay, to make it short, if the, the bat, if the batman, sorry? No. To make it, Try, I was to attempting to answer the question. Go ahead. Go ahead, you go ahead. If the batman has left the crease, left the playing field, then you cannot call him back. But if he is still on the playing field, within the playing area, you can call him back. And in a situation where, for example, a catch is said to have been taken, but the skipper of the opposing side, the fielding side, decided that it was not a fair catch, the skipper of the opposing side can ask the umpire to call the batsman back because he did not think it was a fair catch. And that can be done. But if the batsman is still on the field of play, you call him back. If he has already left the field of play, then, you, you know, according to the rules of the game, you can't really call him back. He we must still be on the field question, of play. Question. In, in, that, in that same vein, if a batsman mm-hmm. is bold and yeah. the opposing captain calls him back, would, would you permit him to bat as an umpire? Well, if, if, if the opposing captain can say to the umpire, I withdraw my appeal for this yes, particular decision, you see, it's up to the captain of the appealing side to say, I appeal my, I withdraw the appeal for that decision mm-hmm. which gave him out. Then the mm-hmm. umpire can consider it and make the decision to with, withdraw the appeal and to declare him not out. Right on target, exactly right on target. But he walked, right? He walked. The, um, he the may have walked. walked now. Mm-hmm. He, he walked. Well, you see, okay. he, let me tell you the scenario. The, um, the, yeah. the, the wicket keeper was standing up to the wicket. The ball hit the right. wicket keeper's bat, pad and yeah. dislodged yeah. the bail. The player yeah. did not know that he wasn't bold, right. but he walked. He walked, yes, but this is in this situation, and this is where the captain of the fielding side can say to the umpire, I withdraw that appeal, and right. the umpire will then take it into consideration and call the batsman back if he hasn't left the field of play. The batsman must be still on the field of play walking to the pavilion. If he's already left the field of play, then you do not call him back. That's it. That's it. That's okay. That's what can in this technology with all this technology right now because normally the third umpire would have to intervene right there and then. Because course, we have the technology and they would intervene right mm-hmm. there and then. Just like when overstep for no ball and the third umpire call it because the standing umpire doesn't really see 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 that a hundred percent. So Vir- I think the third Virgil, umpire would have back. Virgil correction here. This would would not happen in international test matches or in matches played under those circumstances, but in plenty yes. of club cricket. Being oh, okay, okay, okay. I understand that. Itself. You know, yeah, I understand that. this is something that, that needs to be taken into consideration. Yes. So, okay. Um, Mr. President, if I may, the way I look at it, okay, I'm a batsman. I'm the batsman. And I'm saying that um, it's the umpire's duty to give me out. I'm not supposed to walk out. If I play a ball and, and uh, hardly catch the ball chest high, sure, I'll keep walking. But if they appeal for an LBW and the umpire doesn't give me out, I wouldn't walk. The umpire's duty oh, is to give that. me out. 
I wouldn't walk. You don't have to. But some players know that if they're way back on the back, they're back right close to the stumps and they hit. They would know that they're going to be bowled. So that that's my question, my my take on that. But they don't have to walk. Umpire. No, I, I I wouldn't walk. If the umpire duty to get me out, I wouldn't walk. Well, there are situations where you know a batsman will walk because of what he considered the collegiality of it. So that he feels that, for example, there are always those snicks going to the wicket keeper where the umpire is not sure whether it came off the inside edge of the bat or whether it came off the thigh pads. And, of course, the fielder behind the wicket hears the snick, and they will always go up for a catch. Now, if the fielder, if the batsman doesn't feel that he played it, the umpire may give him not out, and if he knows he's played it, then he can walk if he chooses to do so. In which case, you know, as the umpire, you say, well, yes, he knew he played it, so he walked. But if he didn't walk, then uh, as the umpire, you don't necessarily have to, you know, you are then caught faced with adjudicating whether or not he played it or not played it. But the batsman is not under any obligation to walk. But in gentlemen's terms, a lot of batsmen do walk when they know they've played it, especially if it's a difficult decision for the umpire. Anymore. Anyone else has a scenario that they'd like to discuss with the panel and see if we can resolve it? Because, you know, the show is all about teaching, learning, um, entertaining. I was, I was watching the, um, the, uh, the, the MCC meeting the other day. And what? The, uh, the MCC. Uh, they were meeting the, um, the other day. You were watching was this, you were watching. This, this, wait a while, this thing called the umpire's call. I was wondering what you guys think about that. They want to keep it um, because um, that's what they said at the MCC meeting, the umpire's call. If 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 a if a player is out or not out, and it goes upstairs, let's say the umpire gave him out, and the batsman appears upstairs, and they are in and, and they are undecided, then they got to come up to the umpire and said, "That's the umpire's call." What is your view of that? My view of it. If if the replay showed that the ball will hit the stumps and it's a legal mm-hmm. delivery, should be out. Yeah, That's but, my uh, Leon, Leon, I mm-hmm. think the question Mac is raising here yeah. is that the appeal is made mm-hmm. and the batsman doesn't agree with the appeal that the decision out is correct. That's right. Right. He, mm-hmm. appe- he appeals upstairs Upstairs reviews the tape and says, we cannot determine if this is out for whatever reason. So we send the decision back to the on-field umpire. Mm-hmm. So the question is, should the, should the, the on-field umpire make the final call then or not? And I think that's what Mike is asking. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. obviously, I think it is a correct to send it back to the 
although it's unlikely, in my opinion, that upstairs would say we cannot determine that. But if upstairs <laughs> did say that, it's up to the umpire mm -hmm. to make a, a final call, yes or no. And the umpire should take into consideration that with the technology upstairs, if they couldn't determine that it was out, then maybe I was wrong and it is not out. That is well, my this, this take is where, on this, this is where this is where I think um, when they talk about the the benefits of the the benefit of a doubt should go to the the batsman. This is where it should come it should come in right here. But apparently it, it's been tossed out right through the windows because um, even when they are not sure, they are go, the fact that the umpire said was they're given they they are gonna say he's out even when they are not sure. So even with the technology. Batsmen have been uh, 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 been given out when many times they, they really should be batting because that that's the whole but, position. When you're not when you're not sure, uh, um, uh, we discussed it the other day at length, and we know that the, the IPL is they are removing aspects of it, not all of it, you know. Um, yes. But um, yes, so so, so I, I I don't see I don't see why um, when a person when when, when it's inconclusive. You have to go back with the umpire, and, and as I said, that's that's, that's a, a, a space is made there I, I agree where the umpire too. could where the umpire you. could favor could favor a side. Um, they talk about match fixing and and stuff like that. If the umpire just say out, even when it wasn't out, or he may say, look, it's it's not out, but I'm gonna say out because I know that when it goes upstairs and it's inconclusive, you know, they're gonna send it back. And the fact that I say out. I mean the man is out, you know. So it, it leave room for those there. I think all that should go through the window. And if if, if the ball is gonna hit a little piece of the wicket, just a little part, as long as it's gonna hit at all, he's out. Don't tell me that it, 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 it's not hitting enough of the wicket, and your your the bat, the bat one is gonna stay right. Or uh, 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 with 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 um also edge now. If it's a nick behind the behind the wicket. They use the ultra edge. You can see if the ball if the ball hit the the bat before the pad or vice versa, uh, or or you know if it, it it took that ever faint edge or nick to the wicketkeeper or, or the or the fielder, and and it cannot you cannot decide whether it, it hit the ground or not. And especially the one the other day where, where we could have seen clearly the ball rest resting on the ground without the the finger under the ball, and yet the, yet the man was given out. I mean, those those things um, are <laughs> not supposed to be happening. So any doubt at all, the batsman should be given the, the benefit of all. Yeah, I should think or, or, so. Or don't deal with, don't, don't mention it again since they're, since they're not being used. You know, technology put that away apparently. Mm -hmm. And if we, even when the technology is doing its thing, it's a human element coming to it. They're going to decide whether what they have seen on the technology should be work should be working you know um should we go by that or eventually we have to go back to the umpire so uh, i don't Jason, know what's going on with Jason, that. a question from you uh <laughs> how many kids baby richard has <laughs> <laughs> I know, so I know of three. I know of three. Shall, shall we say plenty? Shall we say plenty? Uh, <laughs> tell, me, tell me the name of the tree. <laughs> oh. Now, let's not get too trivial. 
No. 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 On on his pro on his if you if you go into anything on Logan Bridge, it tells you how much kids he have. It tells the name of them too. Yeah. Thank you. Which the the so all the information about him. So. All right. Well, if we get back to that question on the call, I mean, yes, we know in the early days we always hear the talk about home umpires and so on. And that was because the LBW decision was always a bone of contention. Most players, Mm -hmm. you know, have this thing in their head that if they're given out leg before wicket, that's something wrong. But I see from the DRS reviews that I would say 99% of the decisions for leg before wicket made are correct. The ones Mm -hmm. that fail to be correct are the ones that the ball is rising. But mostly if it's hitting low below the pads, below the, the, the top of the stump, 99% of those are given out. And, you know, I, I, as an umpire, I know exactly the, the, the situation there where players resent being given out leg before, especially in club cricket. I'm not suggesting it in professional games. But Can in I just interrupt cricket, one minute, please? Um, yes. Last week, last week I was in the doctor's office, and I recognized a voice, but I wasn't too sure because, you know, everybody wearing the mask. So then I yes. turned to my brother because I was trying to find Andy Roberts, and I turned to my brother and asked him if he ever, if he, if he have Andy Roberts' number, because the one I had, something was wrong with it. All of a sudden, that other person started to give me, give my brother, started looking at his phone for the number. And I realized it was Richardson. <laughs> so, so he, told me, he told me to tell all you guys hello. So I said, I'll make sure I do that. <laughs> all right. Yes, yeah, okay, thank so you. Yes. Oh. So Richie, yes, he's a, he has yes, a... Yes, he yes, yes. Because he had a mask, I did not... You know, everybody wearing a mask, so you, you can't recognize people's face. But then I kind of recognized the voice because he was talking on the phone. And then when I said what I was saying to my brother, all of a sudden, once he started looking at his phone and... Then I realized that was the right person. I, um, what, that was Richardson sitting there, you know. So. Okay. So that's your question. That's your question. You, you don't have a question, you can list. Um. Yeah. I'll I'll call for the one in about thirty seconds. But, but, but we're, dealing, we're dealing with the one from from Dennis. Uh, he cut Dennis out. Oh, oh, Dennis, Dennis, the question wasn't... Well, okay, go ahead, Dennis. Well, Sorry. We, we were discussing the, the umpire's calls and the fact that it, certainly at the club cricket level, many, many players refuse to accept that umpire's decisions are not correct. But I'm saying from the DRS reviews, we can see that even in the old days, test matches, we used to hear this snickering and whispering about umpires before DRS. Now that we have DRS, we can see that 99% of the decisions being made by those umpires were indeed correct, and that umpires were not really um, biased to the extent that many people, because as a member of the fraternity, we know how important it is to have respect and to have the players' respect. So I doubt very much if, well, many umpires out there would you know, stoops so low as to be, as you say, the club umpire. 
So that, that's I, I I appreciate having you know the DRS system because it does take away a lot of the doubts. And when I see a match where there's five leg before wicket decision, you roll your eyes and you say what? But of course, in this day and age, DRS has confirmed that yeah, those decisions are absolutely correct. So you know we definitely have to give credit to umpires. They they do a wonderful tough tough job. So you know. And as somebody said, give them the benefit of the doubt to the batsman. Well, it, it, it's not giving the – it's simply applying the rules of cricket. If you do not think that the ball would have hit the stump, you say not out, irrespective of the amount of grumblings you get. And I've had many. So, um, Dennis, have you yes. given a batsman out and then at the end of the match the, the player confronts you? Yes, yes. It has happened to me. Yeah. I've given a batsman out, and he comes out, and he says, you know, I didn't play that. And uh, he will have somebody else in the slips who caught the ball will probably say, no, we didn't play it. I say, well, you know, this is one of those calls. I'm sorry, as far as where I was standing, it appears that you played the ball. So that's why I gave you out. But if I, if you didn't play it, I apologize. And usually in the long run, we both end the conversation with a smile because he recognized that, yeah, I mean, it wasn't something that was a, a deliberate thing, but it was something that happened, as you say, human failure at that moment. And, I mean, I've done it, and I've had people wanting to attack me because they felt that uh, they weren't out. So it's, it's, it's a kind of decision which you make. And if you've played the game long enough in the spirit, as I say, you know what decision you're making and you know how you've got to make it and you know the correct decision. 99% of my decision, as far as I was concerned, was true and correct. But obviously there might be the odd one that was perhaps not seen correctly, but that, that's the game. You just call that borderline. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, I don't know about borderline, I mean, I might have made decision, made error in a judgment, but it was not, it's an error as opposed to an attempt to something deliberately you know, done. Yeah. It was uh, uh, a, 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 I got it. No, I was going to give my question. What is Gordon yeah. Green's highest score? Two, 232? Uh, yeah, I thought it was about 240 myself, but uh, 232, yeah. I, I guess. Uh, oh, next, next. Oh, sorry? Uh, I'll, I'll, come, I'll come next time, next, <laughs> tomorrow. <laughs> Simon, <laughs> your turn. No, uh, I, um, I, gave a, I, I posed a question before. I don't think we have enough time to discuss it oh, yeah. now. We, we have, have time. We have time. We have time. No, the question I asked was about Greenwich High School. Yeah. Simon, you answered that. Gordon Greenwich, high test score. Gordon Greenwich. Greenwich. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, I'll 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 go I'll, I'll go with 232. <laughs> That's just off the top of my head now. <laughs> okay. The, the answer is 226. 226. Okay. Oh my goodness, six runs too many. Uh, I think I think Wilson yeah. was just part of his 40th birthday when he made. 
just 39. He was 39 and something when he made 200 and something against Australia. Okay. And my follow-up question to that, to you. Where Antigua was Gordon Gooney's wife born? <laughs> Liberty. I was shocked but I didn't know his wife was from Antigua so since you say that um... <laughs> <laughs> okay and, and, and the follow up question which test player wife is who was not born in Antigua has a wife from Antigua Oh, I don't have the one. Um, Courtney Walsh. Okay. I think he lives in Antigua. Yeah. Yes, he lives in Antigua right now. I don't. I don't know the answer to the first question I asked. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know the answer, but I know she's from Antigua. All right. Now I was going to ask Jaden. Jaden, how did the contract in India pay this? Compare, compare worldwide. One crow is equivalent to how much U.S. dollars? And that's my second part of my question. What is Did that again, Liam? How does the contract for the contracted Indian players compares with other countries, Australia, England, and the West Indies? Just, a, just to name a few. I think they are highest paid compared and to any one, other country. And one crore is equivalent to how much? How many dollars in U.S.? Crow. I have to look into that one. I can bring it down next show, but I'm 100% sure I read it twice on two different locations where they say that India's uh, players' loyalty is a huge they're the highest amount in the world in terms of contracts, and that is the reason Indian players are very happy. They will never ask or excuse for not playing India and play somewhere else in the world. So they are trying to protect their players by paying that huge amount. And in the return, as I say, the players are happy. They are not even expected to play somewhere else and make some extra money. You know, mm-hmm. but I can definitely dig out uh, within a week, and I can get back to you next show next what week, exactly yes. the amount is between the three different contracts they have. They call it A, B, C, and what I know they all three have, mm-hmm. as, yeah. They have an A plus added as well. Uh, a, a plus, plus. right. Mm-hmm. That, that I want to a, ask you, Mr. Patel. B, that that I want to ask you, Mr. Patel. Uh, that I want to ask you, the, the A plus. Why is Jadeja not among the A plus players? Because it's only three: Kohli, Sharma, and uh, and and, uh, and the fast and, and Boomer. And Boomer. 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 Right. So Jadeja play in all all the formats as well. And it, is it because uh, in the latest contract that is given? Is it because he? He has been playing in recent times because of his illness, why he was not elevated in getting that contract. Well, What's your opinion? You have to look, yeah, I think, I think in my opinion, they consider the situation, the status of the player. It's not about performing or what happening, but if you are going through the injury or rehabilitation or trying to recover, 
and at the same time they look into the potential like how good you can be for the one next year right so the contract terms is decided by the status of the players and i believe at the moment they have a really tough situation to pick up between the all-rounder because sundar washington has done well jadeja is doing well but unfortunately sundar got the opportunity when the jadeja went down right so now the tricky part is for the indian cricket is who can be a good candidate to carry on without being injured and keep continue performing at consistent level and now it's unfortunate for the jadeja i will say the another candidate aksar patel is also came out in england series they came out as a uh, left arm spinner which is exactly what the rajendra jadeja does right and mm-hmm. uh, he turned out to be a a uh, kind of man of the series performance for india when yes. they beat the england to reach the final yeah. so yeah, i would say it's qualified uh-huh. yeah but he was uh, i mean five matches before you so, so i think i think i think that. india is india is trying to uh, i would say stay neutral rather than giving one player contract and other don't because now you have three different contender as a left arm leg spinner you know and uh, that may be the case especially for rajendra jadeja that he may not have the good contract yes indeed yeah, because washington thunder would not qualify at him i don't think he played five test matches as yet so you know players that have played test matches odis and t20 they are the only one that are considered for that contract but then there's a you know the minimum you have to play first um before you can be considered so um i think jadeja should have gotten should have gotten the contract he has proven to be a match winner time and times again in zero in in a, in a all three formats so i think he's really unlucky to miss out well, on the well i can tell you elevated. i can tell you i can tell you one thing is definitely going to happen in next 3 years is a pay to performance like a kpi how many games you playing and what are you performing mm-hmm. that may be coming soon don't forget india was the first country to offer the contract way back in 1987 since that uh, fourth world cup played in india right since then if you look at the sponsorship endorsement money they get from the sponsors all this thing came after that fourth world cup and india is always on the rise when mm-hmm. they have such challenges and uh, i call it situation very difficult to handle they'll definitely find a way to get along to make sure that everyone has a fair opportunities and chances so i believe this contracting is definitely going to change in india because it's happened a lot of uh, variation in uh, australia series when they put together all to my all together i think 20 different players in a four test series right compared to 14 and it is ongoing even they came back in the uh, england series they added two more players so if you look at it within a matter of few months they used like 22 players so now the situation is india has to tackle this situation they had a too many contenders you cannot lock it up 14 16 or 20 players and leave other players uh, like without options so i will not be surprised within next two years if this contract comes and condition change which can benefit almost more players as well as the 
amount can go depends how much performance they put or how much uh, how many games they have played gentlemen just one moment jatin you know because we had to abort the first show and start a new one we had some 20 something minutes left so we'll go <clears throat> we have about 20 minutes left in the show so just that you, you folks know that the show will be on the air for the next 20, 20 minutes. If any of the panelists want to have their private business, you know, of course you can let us know. But we have 20 minutes left in the show. I have a Go question ahead. for Jason. Yeah, the IPL is very popular. And I'm just wondering, I know there I hear talk of sponsorship and contracts. Contracts means money and usually lots of money. So how does those who sponsor the game or who owns the team, how do they make uh, a return on their investment in these clubs? Oh, exactly. Where is all that funds coming from to give players such heavy contracts? Well, the first of all, IPL is a completely different format than any other T20 you look at that the world. They look those eight IPL team owners as their partners, not the franchisees, right? So what it means is basically whatever they do under the IPL administration side, it's they look into all teams involved. And I believe they have definitely good terms and conditions on paper. That is the what everyone is happy this is the 11th or 12th IPL is ongoing, and uh, I haven't seen or heard any dispute or any issues yep. related to the financial yep. matters. That means is they have enough money, and I believe all owners are happy. Yep. And you'll not believe it, because IPL is generating more money from outside than they get the commercial and TV rights. I I. I I'm just looking to get an overall. I'm not looking for exact figures, but I'm still trying to understand. For example, here in the U.S. Well, I, I can tell you that one. I, I can tell you that one. This IPL is uh, not like a non-for-profit here in the U.S., where they have to disclose and uh, come out with all terms and conditions to the stakeholders and public, right? But uh, the way it's running, you can say, that, that they are uh, doing a very good job, and that's why they are together. And I don't see any unhappy I, camper out of any eight teams, no, no. you know. But the I, other part, I we accept. know, the players, yeah, players' part, we know that the, any board who let them play for the country, like the West Indies, if they allow their players to play in IPL, they are getting some percentage, right? So we, yes. we know the player side, what everyone is getting. But uh, it's a very hard to say what at the franchise level or ownership level they're getting because definitely it's a huge numbers. But again, I say it's not something they have to openly or disclose to the public, and that is the no, reason no, we I, don't know. Jatin, I accept that. But, for example, here in the U.S., they are trying to start up a T20 type of um, franchises where player, you know, investments are made. Given that in the United States you cannot attract the level of spectatorship that would pay to uh, 
give you a return on the funds. Where or how does these team owners in this new USA minor league, how are they going to make money on their investments? Uh, give me a rough idea. I mean, I'm, I'm trying to understand, you know, why, it's, why, why would somebody go in and spend so much money building a team and playing here in the U.S.? How are they going to get a return on their money? Well, I'm on the same page where you are. I'm not much involved on that side. I'm always involved with the youth cricket and maybe coaches development, that sort of thing. And uh, I think uh, this is uh, all of a uh, commercial side of the platform which uh, needs to be investors needed, partners needed, sponsors needed, and definitely advertisers needed. And then eventually comes some revenue from the copyrights or distribution rights, which is the TV and media. So we don't know what the format is until it comes. Uh, even on minor league, I believe last year was just a exhibition games. We really don't know when the minor league will start and what can be the actual season itself uh, looks like. And at the same time, we need to look into what sort of budget they need to run this uh, year-long season, right? So we have not seen at the full capacity or I have not heard anything about it. So until then it happens, I will say we need to wait and watch. And when time comes, we'll try to bring maybe one of the two owners on the show and we can ask these questions to them, like what can be the return based on your investment or contribution or sponsorship or whatever it is, you know? But at the moment, I will say, not just none of us, there are many in U.S. don't know how it can be possible. But there's a look, uh, many things looks like very promising. We are all hopeful and let's hope so that things go well and cricket really becomes a professional sports in this country. Yes, yes, I, Gentlemen, I definitely appreciate it. You're through, Dennis? Let me yes, go ahead. You know, this question has been puzzling me. I mean, not puzzling me, but I'm tempted to ask the panelists this for, for a number of times, but I have got forgotten. If, if, if each member of the panel would have a quick, uh, a couple of cricket wish, what would these wishes be? Say, for instance, mine would be what? Western is back in the top three in the world. In all formats. My second wish would be that Pakistan and India start to play cricket again. Those would be my two wishes. That's a long way from here. Yeah, but that, that, that's my wish. So I'm asking I'm yours, Mr. 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 What would be yours? That's a good one. What would be yours? Mackenzie, oh, what would be your the wish? Oh, wish? Oh, yes. Well, I. Uh, Last, last, late last year, Cricket USA started a youth league. I think it was under 19. It's a question, a question, a question, please, a question. Yeah, I'm going to question. What happened to that competition? Anybody knows about it? No, 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 no. When you ask... What? This don't want it on the board. Okay, come back to that then. How about you, Jason? What do you think? Wishing. 
give you that. Well, I guess for one thing, I need to see a one-day USA team playing in a World Cup with the all oh, 11 players taking chill are born in USA. <laughs> oh, awesome. And next one, you have another one? No, that, that's good enough. I know it's a long hope, but let's hope for it, you know. Yes. How about you, Audley? Okay. Audley, how, how about you? Yes, I would really like to, uh, I would have to go with the one as well, you know, seeing the uh, team USA playing in, in World Cup. Um, World Cup. Not just World Cup matches, but, but like, uh, you know, going to the, the World finals. Cup and, in, in, you know, qualifying, go to the World in Cup the in the finals. finals. Yes, yes, in the finals. In yes, ODIs and T20. In ODIs and T20. For the test, I don't think that's going to happen. No, that, but ODIs that's and the one that happen yes. now. Yes. How about you, Virgil? Virgil, how about you? And leave out Lord of Hill. <laughs> 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 um, first, I would like to see the get rid of umpire call. If the ball hit, you're out. I don't care if it's clipping or what. If it don't hit, well, then you don't know. But, I mean, get rid of the umpire call. And yes. the other one, I can say three of them. I would like to see the U.S. in the T20 World Cup at some point. And yes. You say in India and Pakistan, at least they play together. Because when it comes to World Cup, they can't say they can't play against each other. Yeah, okay, but I would yeah. like to get this politics out of the way of cricket and let this country play cricket together because that is what unites these two countries. So they need to play together so they can reunite again in cricket. Okay. Did, did you answer oh, oddly? No. J- yes, um, I get it. Yeah, I answered. Yeah, Okay, Dennis? Yes. Well, my two wish, one, the first is to abolish T10 and T20 cricket. Uh-oh. Second. <laughs> That's what's <there. laughs> Oh, Lord. That's a my, low blow. A very low blow. My, sec, my, sec, my second wish would be to ensure that the White, the T50 is sprayed in place of the T10 and the T20s, and test matches should be played on an overs basis, that is 200 overs per innings. And at the end of the 200 overs per innings, a result is, is given. So we would no longer have drawn test matches. Those are my wishes as far as cricket is concerned for the future. Uh, seriously, a reconcert, 200 per inning? Uh, I, I'm not trying to wonder. No, by that I mean 100 overs per inning and 100 okay, for the second Okay, okay, because I'm saying right now a lot, not even playing through 100 overs. Okay. Uh, 100 overs. Uh, I, I get it, I get it. Mm-hmm. Well, no, that's a maximum it. as opposed to a minimum. Yeah, because if you're going under 200, you have to. The um, image has to be Dennis, Dennis, I'm going to have them quarantine yeah. you in your house just because <laughs> of the um, the T20 and the T10 you want to get rid of. Let's ask if he wants to make a, a couple of uh, cricket wishes. Cricket wishes. Yes, 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 I'm here. Good evening, everybody. Yeah, my wish is to U.S. born girl uh, play can play all types of uh, all types of uh, matches 
and uh, worldwide, uh, able to go everywhere, play cricket, of course, mm-hmm. and uh, make it to the Hall of Fame, Cricket Hall of Fame. Hall of and, Fame. Uh, Hall of Fame, yes. And second mm-hmm. is uh, I want to be a part of it so I can yeah. see it as long as I live. <laughs> oh, right. Right. Well done, folks. Everybody had a good answer. Good answers, all. Everybody had a good answer. No, no bad way. Thank you. You have, you have to go you. back to Mr. McKenzie. You have to go back to Mr. McKenzie because he was on a different, different tour altogether. Yes, he was. Mackenzie, give us your final thought. Give us your quickest wish, not... My, Your my, wish. My, 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 Your my wish, wish is mm-hmm. to see West Indies cricket uh, return to its glory days. I, yes. Because I asked, I asked um, the, 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 the vice president that, uh, a while ago, you go to a match and the and the and the pavilion is empty. Even well, for now, for now, open the gates for free. Mm-hmm. So how can we get back there? I don't know. When will we get back to that gold, gold standard? I don't know. And what is being done to get there again? Okay. So there you have it. So, Dennis, I'm going to ask you to send yes. us home in, in love, joy, and happiness. You're going to do it on behalf of all the fans. Yeah, he's he good for that. On behalf of all the fans of cricket. No, the panelists. Thank the panelists. Yes, panelists. Mm-hmm. My apologies. Mm-hmm. My apologies. Mm-hmm. On behalf of all the panelists who gather here weekends out to discourse on cricket, we all wish for our listeners entertainment and enjoyment and, of course, education, because we all love this game so much that we hope that soon we can inspire you, the listeners out there, Come back to us. Send us your question. You know, you've got our address. Send us a question. Send us the challenge. And let us see how we are connecting with you and with our views. Thank you so much for the time you spend listening with us. And we hope you'll come back again next week and for many more days to come. Thanks and good night. Thank you all so much. Good night. God bless each and every one of you. It was a pleasure hosting the show. And see you on the radio next week. See you on the radio. And guys, we're having a nice time.